Keenan, just a heads up, your camera is off again, but that may be on purpose. Jeez. <laughs> off again. All right. I hope this isn't a problem going throughout this whole thing. <laughs> uh, give me one second. Sorry. No problem. No problem. Like a two minute countdown, so. Never know if it's on purpose, and I don't want to be one of those people that's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> and if it's not when you, if it's not up when we get on, just you know, work with it until you get it. Greetings, greetings, and welcome back to the Soul Citizens. I am Griffin Gaming RPG, and we're back. Today is February the 12th, not February, March, March the 12th, uh, 2023. And uh, today we are back with an illustrious group of co-hosts. And of course, we have a special guest joining us today. Mr. Space Tomato is going to be joining us. So since I said your name first, I'm going to say welcome back. How are you, buddy? Hey. Good. I'm good to be uh, glad to be here. How you doing? Uh, we're 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 doing okay, like everybody else. Either we're excited for 3:18 or we're waiting for 3:18. So it depends on which which I'm way your login for... worked, right? Yeah, <laughs> I have uh, I have still not been able to get into the game. Yeah, so I've just been watching other people also not able to get into the game. It's been good times. Yeah, yeah, it has been. People yeah. and people who have gotten in are, have been pretty happy, which is the thing I'm happy to hear about. So. Still some things going on, but, you know, it, it's getting there. It's getting there. Uh, right next to you, I'm going to start off uh, with our Yo-Yo Meg is here. Meg, what's happening? What's up? What's up? How, How y'all doing? You doing good? 
doing good as well. You got the monkey around in the verse a little bit, right? You got in. I, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, Friday was probably the best day for me. P- played from like 7 to 4 a.m. Um, it was super great. Had a blast and looking forward to playing more. Wow. The update's great. You were one of the lucky ones because a lot of folks, yeah. most yeah, people got in sure. Saturday. A lot of people, I watched some people struggling Friday. I remember Captain Richard was literally getting ready to shut down because he had sat around all afternoon waiting, you know? Yeah. So yeah, cool. I think I was. I was probably waiting like two hours. I definitely was still lucky, but yeah, mm-hmm. I waited a long time too. Okay, well, good. Glad you had a good experience with it. Uh, yeah. Next to me, I need you. Colossal, what's happening? Hey, Griff. Yep, yep, yep. This is an homage to today's show. But, <laughs> but uh, doing well, doing well. It's good to see you guys and great to be on for another episode of Slow Citizens. Let's get started. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, man. And last but not least, Abdi Johan. Notice I said Abdi. I finally, I said I was making a mental note. No more Abdi, Ub. And I, did I say it right, Abdi? You said it right. You made my ancestors proud. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, it's me, Abdiwak. Um, happy to be here. I was actually able to play with Yo-Yo Meg over the weekend. So I was on her stream. She's an amazing streamer. Make sure to follow her. Yes. Um, if, uh, Yo-Yo Meg, you got to put your, you got to put your uh, at in the in the chat um but Drop we played in the chat. on uh, at in the chat um so yeah i played on friday and it was smooth as butter we did some salvaging uh did some shenanigans and then we got back in the verse again on uh, on friday and then on saturday we got back in oh. and saturday was like the polar opposite it was uh <laughs> it was it was it was uh you know they're they're having some hiccups yeah. they're working through it you yeah. know and that's all good that's all good so that's good um yeah been a fun time. Good. I'm glad you had a good experience with it. Well, listen, we want to say welcome to everybody who's here today. We know the 318's out there. and Many of you are still pounding on that start button and that launch button trying to get in. Maybe you're just watching this while you're trying to get into the game, or maybe you're already in the game. Maybe you've been in the game already, but thank you guys for being here tonight. Um, tonight's show has an interesting title called Enough Already, and uh, we're taking a little spin on that phrase. Uh, and the question it's actually just what you see on the screen. We're asking a question. When is it enough? And yeah, when are you going to be all ready? When are you ready? We're going to talk about this. I know we've done shows on logistics in the past, but we kind of wanted to focus on this from a little bit different position before the logistics uh, was talking about well, what happens if you want to take a whole E out. Oh, wow. Whoa. Todd Fox, thank you so much for that raid. We're Good just raid. getting started. Thank you, Todd. We appreciate that. You all make sure you all check out Todd Fox. Todd Fox, Hello. thank you with your party of four helping us out. We love it. And thank you to Vengeful. Thank you for that sub, Vengeful. I don't know why our thing didn't go off for the sub, but thank you for that sub, Vengeful. Because um, Whammer, Whammer's taking a break. Yeah, well, Whammer's oh, here. Yeah, Whammer's here, you know. So, ah, the classic. Yeah, Whammer's there. Um, it's always Halloween when Whammer's out. Absolutely. <laughs> so we, we did this before. We talked about logistics. We talked about, like, hey, you know, taking escorts with your with this or things of that nature. But this time we're going to be talking about what happens inside of your ship versus what happens outside of your ship. And um, obviously we've got some folks with different backgrounds here. Valscore, thank you for that sub. Thank you. Uh, we're going to be kind of hitting this from the position of what do you need to do to prepare to go out, whether it's short-term, mid-term, long-term. <laughs> and everybody here plays differently that's on the panel today, so I'm sure everybody's going to have different thoughts about how they get ready, how, how they get themselves ready to go out into the verse. So that's going to be kind of the whole talking point theme of today. Um, but before we kick off on some of that, we're going to put some things for you to think about, things to consider, 
Maybe you've already considered them. Maybe you haven't. Let me turn that off because that's up too soon. Um, and I want you to consider these particular questions that we're going to put up about being enough and being already. All right. And some of the things I'm going to put these out here and I'm just going to let the panel respond to them. Um, personnel. Uh, that should be personnel, uh, not personal. Um, uh, no, it should be person. Yes. No, I'm sorry. It's supposed yeah. to be personal. It's not supposed to be personnel, not people, but your personal capacity, what you yourself can carry and bring. Uh, what can your ship carry? What can your vehicle carry? How much capacity do you have uh, for that? Thrakazogs. Thank you, Thrakazogs. Hey, oh, and gave it to Space Tomato. Hey, that means Space Tomato can yeah, come back thank now. You. That's great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the capacity of, of yourself, your personal inventory, your ship's inventory, any vehicles you ride in? Uh, we want you to think about gravity and weight. CIG has told us that gravity and weight are going to be a factor. When you are leaving some planets, you may have much more difficulty getting out of atmosphere than others, uh, orbitals, whatever the case may be. And weight becomes a factor as well. Uh, the, the, you know, when you start burdening down your ship, a fully loaded caterpillar may respond differently uh, than one that is half loaded or, or, or even empty. Support. Um, when it comes down to preparing to go out into space, uh, will you be using friends? Will there be people from your org? Will you hire other players? Uh, will you be using NPCs? Uh, will you need the, you will need those things to, to, in order to get ready to go out into space. And then lastly, wow, boom, boom, bangs. Thank you so much for that sub hey. as well. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> Thanks for the subscription. And thank you, Whammer. Okay. Um, so in time. Um, all of these things take time. We know right now when we play the game, just going to the kiosk takes time. For many of us, we load up our ships from the kiosk. Some of us wait till we get to the hangar. We move things out of our local local folder into our ships. There's all types of ways, but it still takes time. Okay, so let me talk to Tomato Centurion, our guest today. Any thoughts on any of these topics that you give consideration to? What we do now versus what's going to happen maybe later? Well, I certainly uh, am terrible at preparing to go out in the game right now. <laughs> <laughs> like you were saying that we all play the game a little differently. I barely actually play the game. Like mm -hmm. I, I jump in to try it, but I don't ever get to, I don't play it like a normal game. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't, I don't get into a session and get all my stuff together and then go out and do things. I kind of just go out and do things and then realize that I've forgotten something. <laughs> so <laughs> the, that's part of my 318 goal is to just start playing this as a natural game experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's going to lead to me changing the way I play a lot. I actually last year started a death counter on my stream in order to get myself to start to pay attention to how much I was dying. So this year, my goal is to kind of pay attention to what I'm actually doing when I play. Mm, okay. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm like you said, I think it's going to change a lot now from in the future. Like, uh, one of the, newest things that i think they have coming up is lockers mm -hmm. and um lockers is an answer that i think a lot of people are going to enjoy because a lot of times when you hear people get back into the game they're like oh, i don't like getting set up for another mission every time mm -hmm. clicking and dragging all the stuff into inventory and lockers give us the ability to just go find a single item click on it and it gets our whole outfit done and yeah. i think that's gonna probably change the way i prepare for missions now okay okay abdi i'm gonna go to you next uh, any thoughts on that any of those categories? Um, yeah, so I am a type B personality. Mm -hmm. I don't really um, look out into the future. 
but I have the benefit of ha I'm going to be a wife guy right now. I'm so sorry. But my wife is definitely a type A personality. I never used a calendar until I met her. Um, so now I use a calendar. I use a grocery shopping list. I literally just got back from grocery shopping 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm the kind of person now I've been converted. I've seen the light. Um, I'm the kind of person to make a list. I find that it helps so that you can just kind of turn off your brain, mm -hmm. go by the list, um, you know, look for the things that you need, get those things, and then you're all set to go. Um, and to that point, uh, I've created a a shopping list for Star Citizen. Uh, it's like an Excel document, basically, um, that my wife helped me create because she's an Excel person and I'm not. Again, I'm the creative type. I'm a graphic designer. She's like the math, like Excel spreadsheet person. Um, but I prettied up an Excel document and I put everything from uh, the Space Coders uh, app called the Armory. Mm -hmm. um, so stuff. I use that. Yep, it's a really good app. So I use that and I use Urkel and I made a shopping list for both my personal stuff, for my ship, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, if anybody wants to use it, it's a shareable uh, Excel document that you can you can share if you want. So I can put that in the in yeah, the chat. At some please point. do. Yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's 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 me now. Now I I make the shopping list. I know where I need to go to get everything I want. I get all that stuff, and then I'm set to play. Okay. Megum, jump to you. Any of those in considerations for you? Um. Yeah. So. I think I'm looking forward to how I'll change what I do now. What I do now is basically just either get an undersuit and a helmet or just go straight naked into places mm -hmm. um, and like loot up as I go. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes I do uh, like depends like if I'm with a bunch of people, we usually um, start off by gearing up a certain like ship. Like if we take something like an MSR, um, we'll go down to the planet surface and get like um, a cyclone or nurse a rover mm -hmm. um we'll get all of our own equipment ready like we don't um we may we basically get loot for ourselves mm -hmm. and worry less about um keeping stuff for other people mm -hmm. um so that's one thing i uh i feel like i could do better um moving forward is like bringing extra supplies um uh like, like medicine uh mm -hmm. Uh, multi-tools, uh, med guns, the, the new like salvaging attachments to the multi-tools, mm -hmm. um, even like, uh, I forget what they're called, but they're, they're like the canisters where you can actually like, you put the salvage goes into those canisters when you use the multi-tool now. Mm -hmm. um, ones. Yeah. yeah, so there's stuff like that. So like things are definitely changing. There's like, like they're adding stuff to the game where um, like there's new stuff that you need to remember yeah. or uh, look out for whenever you're looting. Um, but yeah, I pretty much... I pretty much just free ball it normally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes we do set up and it's pretty fun whenever you can get like a good group of people together. And um, like right now, like we're trying to, we, we were, we were trying to run the, uh, the salvaging game loop, get like three vultures, um, a bigger ship that yeah. can carry uh, the, the boxes that mm -hmm. come out. Um, so like have people, like three people actually salvaging, have one person taking the salvage to like the ship mm -hmm. that's going to go carry it off. And, um, and then maybe eventually have some people running protection, mm -hmm. um, just getting like, a, I think getting people together is going to be the hardest part, but, mm. um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else, uh, gravity and weight, honestly, gravity and weight. I don't really think about, mm -hmm. um, it ain't so, there yet. It ain't there yet. You know, yeah, it's, 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 there. Coming. Yeah. it's there, it's there oh, a little yeah. bit. It's there a little I, bit, but yeah, I'll, get, I'll give you an example a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I guess I'll pass it off to you. Colossal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, um, uh, well, thank you, Yo. I mean, uh, and I'll speak upon that, that grabbing weight thing because that happened to me just recently in uh, under 317 patch. Um, they're, they're, you know me, Griff. I like going in there and looking for the small things that people don't pay attention to, mm -hmm. you know, when we go in there. So there are a couple of ships that I like to drive personally. First of all, as far as hanging out with people, I like to hang out with people that we all have a common interest that even when we do argue with each other, it's not a real argument. And if it is a real argument, you know, you have an understanding and you're still brothers and sisters at the end of it. Those are the type of people that I love hanging around because you always have a good time with. Um, so personally, I love, um, you know, I, I'm a huge explorer, so I love my Carrick. Um, and uh, obviously I would have to feel the Carrick accordingly. Um, I, you know, I, I try to treat the Carrick like, uh, um, you know, like John Luke would with his, you know, with his Enterprise. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a ship that can go out for a long time. It's an expedition, it's an exploration ship. Um, something that you don't have to just worry about going and planet side every day or every week or every month. You can just go out to space and just chill out there. And because we haven't had entities, um, persistent entity streaming for a while, that's always been deleted. That effort has always been deleted with a new patch or things like that, right? But now that you have this coming in, the excitement is, will, will I be able to go ahead and live that life on a Carrick in space instead of having to land every time to go ahead and get things? So those are the things that I, I think about when I try to um, you know, load my ship. Give me, uh, you know, I don't load with a weapon or two. I, I'm fine with Griff's idea of a pistol. Um, you know, I'm fine with, uh, you know, getting a couple of commodities, a couple of foods, uh, uh, med pins. I don't worry about the oxygen pins yet. Not really significant yet. Vehicle capacity, of course, I try to throw in a little um, a mining vessel in there or two. Um, gravity and weight, I'll give you a good example of how they're in the game a little bit. Um, if you get a hull A and you uh, load your hull A on both sides, Mm -hmm. Okay, now you can go ahead with the new cargo refractoring, you can go ahead and literally pull the cargoes uh, off from, um, let's say, a starboard side, mm -hmm. I mean, a port side. When you pull one of the, one of the cargoes off or two of the cargo um, containers off of a fully loaded hull A, mm -hmm. the imbalance comes in and it yeah. tilts over to the right. Mm -hmm. It tilts over to the right. So you, th there is a sense of weight and gravity, and that's on planet side, by the way. Right. So. <clears throat> Um, so there is a sense of that in game. It's been in there since three seventeen point five, I believe. And a lot of people mm -hmm. haven't tried that. Haven't tried that bit. Um, so that's exciting to see that type of imbalance being put in the game. So those are the small things that I look forward to checking to see on on there. Yeah. Um, you know, but support and time. You know, my time is precious to me. But at, at the end of the day, I like to explore and let other people find out other things, and then I go ahead and do the other things that a lot of people are not paying attention to. So I intend on staying out in space a lot and exploring the things that a lot of people may look past lore. I'm a huge lore guy. Anything dealing with lore, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. So now correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I didn't mean to imply, and I, I actually said it, I, just, I didn't mean to say that weight and gravity aren't in. I guess what I was trying to say is that weight and gravity are not the way CIG wants them to be yet, because mm -hmm. they've talked right. about the fact that um, uh, the planets and stuff, everybody's going to have different weight, different gravity levels, all types of stuff's going to happen. Dynamic weather's not in. There's a lot of things that are going to be impacting ships when they're trying to leave um, a, a moon or, or a, a planetary body. Um, let me throw this at you. Has anybody thought about the fact, because I want to go with Yo-Yo said, because Yo-Yo, um, Yo-Yo's Yo -Yo's kind of our, our new player, and she didn't suffer through the pains of walking through a station and hitting an air pocket where there was no oxygen. So walking around with no clothes <laughs> on was a thing right you now, could Griff. not do, you know? <laughs> now you could do that, but you could not walk around without any clothes on. Um, so have you all given consideration to the day 
when the general inventory disappears. Can't wait for it. And for those of you who don't understand what I'm saying in chat, I'm saying there is going to come a time where you won't hit I and get this huge inventory space, or even when you go on your ship, that you're just going to see local. I think uh, Tomato talked about it. You're going to have to go to that locker. You're going to have to go to that drawer. You're going to have to go to certain places in the ship to store or remove things. And I'm not sure everybody knows that. I think people are used to that general inventory thing. Um, but when you have your hab, that's where things are going to go. Once you have a place to live, that's where things are going to go. They'll probably, whether they get rid of it or whether they just reduce it down to a much more smaller size, what do you guys think will happen? Do you think they'll just reduce it instead of having 100,000 SCU, it might only be like 5,000? Or do you think they're just going to get rid of it completely and you're going to have to use those drawers, boxes, storage bins, tables, desks, refrigerators? Because right now you carry your all this stuff on you. Anybody? Uh, I think we better. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask a question. So does that mean, um, I'm like absolutely blanking on what I was going to ask now. I'll give you an example. You know how you don't, you're familiar with the C2, right, Meg? Yeah. Okay. When you come up the elevator on the C2 on the second floor, those right in front of you are storage lockers, right? And you can open those up and technically you're supposed to be able to put stuff in those. But right now what people do is just hit, you know, I, they mm -hmm. go to their inventory they, and they got their personal inventory or that ship inventory, right? And my question yeah. is, one day that ship inventory is going to go poop. It's going to be gone. You have to use the physicalized areas in the ship for anything that you want to do on there. Anybody got so any thoughts? Mm -hmm. so this is a good, is a good conversation I, for GoMob. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say I look forward to that day because that's the day, hopefully, when they when they apply that, that's the day when hopefully things are uh, stable enough that we're not randomly losing our ship to, oh, yeah. to the things that would completely to, yeah. destroy it for no reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because that means that, yeah, things will be smooth enough for us to be able to to have our little stashes and, and places, you know, mm -hmm. you think about, you know, maybe like the, that like gun container. I think that's on the C2 where there's like a, a weapon container next to the pilot seat is that true oh yeah there's a, there's a there's one for yep. pistols down there that's but they work yes. there yeah it's there it works it's like, yeah. you know like you never know when like you know uh, uh gonna, gonna jump you and then you're gonna need to pull that pistol out and have it right there instead of just being able to get out of your seat and you know this or that so um i'm looking for forward to that gameplay i think it's gonna make things a little more some might call it tedious yeah um <laughs> but i I think that we all need to kind of get into our heads that that's kind of what this 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 is a uni like a universe and mm -hmm. a space sim, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and in that regard, you know, yeah. all the little gamified things like pressing I or or easy to do things are are going to kind of the idea of stripping those back. So yeah. um, that's kind of the name of the game. Yep. But CEO, to answer your question, yes, those C two lockers are operational right now. You know, and again. That's why I use it as an example. So I'm curious to, and, and I think Tomato, you talked about lockers becoming implemented in the game. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, I, right now, some people may look at it as a role play thing, right? Of like using the refrigerator, right? Or in the seat, like you, Meg, I saw you you tricked out your uh, your C8R rescue, which was really cool. <laughs> you know, you listen, 
Y'all don't know. Meg went and got one of the beds, the cots, and pushed that sucker onto that C8. It was so cool, okay? She tripped that bear fella out, right? That gurney was in there, okay? And it fit. That was really funny. Proper ambulance. Yeah, but but, but behind there, there's those drawers down there with the meds and stuff like that. I mean, those are going to be literally the places you go, not this invisible inventory that you just open up. So just something for us to think about. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that one of the big things people were excited for when the corsair came in was that it, it was stocked with actual mm-hmm. no 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 that was the c8r that, it was right the C8R. when it came in it was stocked with the no, actual you're stuff. talking about the redeemer yeah the redeemer what they got excited about too because the refrigerator redeemer worked too that was did it come with stuff, stuff in it yes it came oh, with okay. stuff it's in cool. it yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep. so yep. i'm 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 constantly wondering because i think it's a really major change like that's that's gonna take everything that we got with 315 that kind of flipped people's expectations on its head yeah right because a lot of people were like not really caring so much for the uh disconnection of of planets from space stations and the idea that we had different inventories for ships and stuff this is going to be a whole different level of that right like yeah now now it's not even just that you don't have the stuff that's on a different planet you don't have the stuff that's in the city with you yes and i keep wondering like how how far are they going to go with that how fast (laughs) are they going to immediately say that everything is physicalized are we still going to have some form of inventory interface to work with or Mm -hmm. like how's that going to go because that's definitely going to change the way that i prepare for the game and prepare to play and stuff yeah definitely even even in addition to what space tomato is saying the other part Thank you, oh, way to go, Chooch. Um, hey, I mean, the other part. For the subscription. <laughs> <laughs> um, that um, the other part that um, what was that? Who was that from Chooch's work? Great, excellent. Um, remember in Atlas, when Atlas first came out, there was no administrative procedure dealing with the inventories. When Atlas first came out, so a lot of people was just digging their hands into the inventory and taking everything. Oh, you're taking everything, and all, yeah, yeah. And taking everything, and, and and everything you put in there was gone in less than a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I mean, we still haven't seen that yet. Um, I, I, are they going to put an administrative process yeah, in there where who has access permissions to your stuff who has and access? Mm-hmm. If that's not going to be the case, are they going to ha- have a locker where where the administrator is going to have their stuff and, and nobody gets in there unless they have a code, right. you know, one of those key codes? To get in there to go ahead and pull stuff out if they're going to make it a universal locker are they going to make it a universal locker to where you once you jump in whatever you see you could take i mean how are they going to do that piece that's the other I'm, part that I'm, I'm gonna tell you how they're going to do that piece tomato one time i brought these you know what's on my ship and the first thing they want to do is go to the kitchen and start taking stuff out the fridge so that's going to be the first place <laughs> i'm locking down right there these folks come you on your eat, ship talking about what you got to eat you know what i mean you gotta eat before you're spacebound <laughs> They say it takes two hours, two hours to get started in a game session in Star Citizen. You need like an hour and a half of that just to get the food together. There you go. Let them take your food. Let them take your food. Just make sure you got your hand on the ejection button when they sit in the the co-pilot seat. (laughs) Get that engine to launch them out. Make sure they're not holding it though. (laughs) Okay. So our first. Set it down for a second. This leads us into our first topic, and the reason why this is first is because this is important. We still don't know what the balancing is going to be like for food right now. It's not irritating right now. You know, it doesn't drive us crazy. It's not like a survival game, but we know that food, food buffs, drink, drink buffs are going to be important for us playing the game. We don't know about buffs in the sense of where they'll go beyond nutritional buffs right now, uh, but we do know that CIG is going to make food meaningful. Um, And so one of my questions is going to be to you guys, how do we deal with this, especially when it comes to how much you can only carry so much stuff on you? right? You can only put so much stuff even on your ship. 
Uh, I'm going back to you, Tomato. If you go out with people, are you going to feel responsible to make sure that this this particular stuff is on your ship, or are you going to require your people make sure they bring their own maybe health bars? I mean, you know, if it's short run stuff, no big deal, right? But if you're out there for a while and somebody's telling you in the middle of a mission, hey, I, I need some water, or I don't have anything to eat, that might be an issue. So how are you looking to kind of handle that on your ship? I, I personally am going to be running pretty straightforward crew scenario where i think if i'm the person who owns the ship mm -hmm. i should have it equipped um and that kind of stuff should be in consideration when it comes to paying for that ship and i think that's like one of the major questions going forward is how what's the meta going to be mm -hmm. you know it could be the case that everybody does it differently or it could be generally accepted in the community that if you're inviting people on your ship you've got them covered, you know, just in real life. If you're taking somebody on a road trip, like you, it's kind of expected that, at least in my opinion, you're gonna provide for them unless otherwise specified um, if, if you're inviting them out there. Mm -hmm. But like, if we're taking missions uh, in Star Citizen in the future and you've got like a mission that's sending you out for three hours in the verse, you really gotta think about the fact that your, your, your people on the ship are gonna die if you don't bring food. and mm -hmm. You don't want to be out there in the middle of space, in the middle of a mission, uh, not having anything available for them. So, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a big part of the process, making sure to get food together, making sure to get water together. I'm just not sure how I feel about dying from not having food. I kind of get water, <laughs> yeah. but with food, I, I would be much more confident in it if it was just for buffs, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that food becomes more of a, you know, not, not stamina re related, but... You know, maybe when you get down to, you know, 20%, you get like a yellow warning, you get down to 10%, you get a red warning, and then you possibly could pass out. And then after that, after a period of time, if we don't take you to a hospital or heal you up or do something, then maybe you could die. But again, we, they haven't evolved that whole process of, of nutrition and food completely. Yeah. Any, anybody yeah. else got anything they want to add in relation to food or food buffs or drink, drink buffs? Well, shameless plug. Shameless plug, I did put in a link, Griff, into the chat okay. of episode 111 of our episode that we did with indigestion, yes. dealing with foods and stuff like that. So if you guys want to look at that, that was a great series that Griff put in place. Um, when um, me, Griff, um, BBG were talking about uh, the different types of foods, um, you're going to need some foods. I suggest everybody go to Microtech and go to the uh, little nice little health food store and get those um, uh, protein shakes. You know, if you're going to go ahead and, and stock up some food on, you know, because, you know, it's it's just today, uh, they kind of look, look went a little bit severe a little today with the drinks. You know, I was always down to 36% within 30 minutes, 30 mm. or 40 minutes. So that's a little bit of a tweak that possibly is in the game right now. But it's, it's essential that you bring in these types of foods, especially if you're running around in an exploration ship, a 315P, like, for example, you know, you got a little refrigerator in the back. Go ahead and put some um, uh, some items up in there just in case if you get hungry or thirsty. Let me say something about something you just said, and Abdi, Yo-Yo, you maybe one of you guys want to comment on this, because Colossal said if you're running around with 315, a lot of people don't know that if you're running around, that impacts you with food and thirst right now in the game. And a lot of times people should. are running all the time, and then they're saying, oh, I can't believe I'm thirsty. And they don't haven't put together the fact that your movement is impact or does impact the nutrition in the game even now. May not be balanced, yeah. but it does. Uh, just so, so if you guys don't know that, uh, and you're wondering why am I always seem like I got to get something to drink all the time or eat, your activity in the game does show up based upon you know it does reflect on your 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 nutrition. 
Yeah, I kind of wanted to bring up uh, an idea. I mean, like, uh, if you all have seen the movie Tank Girl or the, the comic Tank Girl, uh, where it's a post-apocalyptic future, water's scarce, things like that. Um, we're not in a post-apocalyptic future, but we are in a future where not every place is uh, human colonized, basically. So um, there are going to be times when you're going out to places and there really isn't food or water that's safe to drink and things like that and we think right now of like oh i'm gonna take take that npc's like gun or something like that but in the future we might be thinking more like i need to like i need to kill somebody so that i can steal what they have on them mm. and, and you know just get like some water to get me to the next bunker or something like that mm. um this this could be something that ends up being a little bit more um survivalist mm. uh instead of what it is right now which is like hey you know i'm gonna make a joke like i need my triple berry fizz or something like that like, <laughs> like megan i found me laugh about That's that because we were talking about that the other night <laughs> you know where like right now it's a joke but like in the future it might be like live or die kind of thing where it's like you know i see i see a character out there i don't even know if they're a bad person or a good person mm. all i know is that my my thirst is in the red mm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna take them out and i'm gonna you know like there might be considerations like that in the future so um we once we'll did see. we once did a rated orison the guy wanted to come up to the you know where the platforms were and stuff remember mm -hmm. that colossal we all drew our guns on him and you know what we said yeah. it, you you, you got to give us a double dog and the guy yanked one out of his pocket and gave it to us yeah, and we let him go in yeah. all right so there you go yeah. you negotiated yeah. with food. <laughs> that's how, that's our good friend the sith incarnate nihilus now let's ask him to pull out something and he pulled out a double dog and we let him come in <laughs> Might have been me. I always keep a double oh, yeah. dog on me. You always keep one on you? <laughs> okay. Did you have anything, Meg? You want me to go on? What's the next one? About food? Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing I, I, I would have to add is a question, really. Um, I wonder how they're going to tweak the loot boxes because right now mm. there's so many red ones everywhere. And yeah. I find I find so an absurd amount of liquids and foods, mm -hmm. probably more liquids than I find foods. But... Like, I do wonder how they're going to tweak that because I know they've tweaked it, I think, around 317 or something. Maybe the the update before that. Um, I know it was more like um, like weapons, attachments than it was like food and water. And now in like 317, I think it was like um, med guns, multi-tools, food, yeah. um, water. Like, yeah. uh, so I wonder how they're going to tweak it if they do keep tweaking it or if it's going to be like less i was going to um, tell you, you know what the tweak might be none of them seriously yeah, yeah. because as we get yeah. lockers and stuff they're going to probably start implementing them in those buildings and the mm -hmm. other factor is a lot of that is just for our testing purposes you know what i mean gotcha. it's just to give us something to go down there do activity mm -hmm. and everything else but, but like again that's why we're kind of talking about how we do it today and then what you know later on you know could happen yeah. in the game so you're absolutely right it's something to think about that those items that are so plentiful now later it could, it could yeah. change i can't imagine having to like actually go back to the port or to um the planet side and like actually have to buy this stuff and like not rely on bunkers or places like that to mm -hmm. loot those things well so, you know what abdi, yeah. abdi said something that i think leads to what you're looking for when you right now when you go down to one of the bases right outpost there's like four or five buildings down there right mm -hmm. the reality is the building where I call up vehicles is not where I'm going to find water. You know what I mean? I'm not mm -hmm. going to find it in the administrative building, but I may find it in the habitation building. That might be the clue for where I need to go. Versus mm -hmm. if yeah. I go to the room that has all the computers and all the other stuff, maybe yeah. there are technical items in there I look for. But mm -hmm. right now, like you said, everything's just kind of scattered, you know, all over so, the place. You know. So that's what I was about to say, Griff, because I've noticed 
that whenever you go to a specific type of building, it could be a habitat, mm -hmm. it could be a storage ring, it could be a security outpost or mm -hmm. a security facility. Whenever you go into a specific type of building, I've noticed that in those boxes are items that are specifically geared to what whatever type of building you're in. For example, if you go into a habitat, you're gonna see a lot of food, a lot of drink, a lot of water. Mm -hmm. If you go into a mining facility, you may see a a a, 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 a multi tool, multi -tool or like things that. like mm -hmm. that. And if you get into the security facility, you see a lot of guns, mm -hmm. a lot of ammo. Mm -hmm. So it, that may be in place right now, mm -hmm. and obviously they may scale that back to make it a little bit be. I don't. I, I really kind of shy away from the words of of um you know specialist type tight weapons or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know legendaries i know they're shying away from that right. type of terminology and calling it something else right right but rare, rare items are a little bit more rare that you find you don't find those so plentiful throughout the verse that's a good point and okay one well. illustration of this can be found if y'all go to <laughs> yo-yo meg's uh twitch uh the other day she found a person that was actually baking a stash in the trash cans at orison like yep. they oh, were making okay. they were buying stuff and putting stuff in places where they thought people wouldn't look for it because mm. they knew it would persist. Persistent. So we're yeah. talking about like we're talking about stuff that you can find that the game is putting in the world. Mm -hmm. There might be things that people are like, you know, burying their stashes here or there, kind of like Last of Us and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's something that we need to look out in for the future, too. Like not just mm -hmm. uh, what the game puts out there for us, but the things that we're putting out there and the things that other people are putting out there. Okay. All right. Let's move to this next one. Survival. Everybody's familiar with undersuits. Um, and as we've talked about this before on the show as well, that um, there's a variety of different undersuits. Undersuits do provide a certain level of protection. It's very low, but there is a level of protection that comes from them. Um, but uh, beyond that, we will talk about some other types of suits. And I'm, I'm putting this in the category of suits because that's how they're described according to CIG. Um, and one of them, the first one is the Pembroke. Um, it's considered an exploration suit. Um, as we guys, you guys already know, or most of you know, it's really for heat, heat protection. Uh, and the temperatures goes from negative 75 to 225 Celsius. What was interesting is that these suits all also have different uh, capacities, which surprised me. So 8,000 SCU on this one. Um, have you guys ever used this one, the Pembroke, or you just don't really worry about yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I used it. Yep. All right. Uh, after the Pembroke, I mean, they, they changed the design on that one quite a bit, right? Yeah, they have. Yep, they have. Yeah, it it looks like way more. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's a lot more fidelity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have the Novikov, the cold suit, exploration suit. This one goes. It's interesting. All they did was flip the numbers on these. One goes to two twenty five plus. This one goes to minus two twenty five up to seventy five degrees Celsius. But it also has a much larger capacity. You guys know this is the one that has the little dongle backpack underneath the backpack the little circular one is on mm -hmm. the novikov and that's for cold how about this one have you guys used this one yep. yes yeah. okay i've used this one it's okay. the next I, one that is new to me i hope that they i don't think they ever talked about why these are like on a different system where they're just are, are these still sort of just undersuits that you equip or did they move this yeah. to armor they're they list them as in the description, they call them armor and suits, which is really weird because yes, one whole they, suit. They, what they do is these give you uh, protection for damage, like from whatever the the thing, like in other words, heat or cold. So they have a plus yeah. forty. They have a plus forty to heat, plus forty to cold on them. I don't know how they do against weapons, combat stuff. I don't know, but I'm assuming. I just hope. Mm -hmm. What? No, please. No, no, you go. 
I was I just hope that they change it to the armor system because we've they a few years back they kind of introduced us the idea of like mixing and matching armors and how they have different temperature resistances and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice to see this able to be used in the same way that the arm leg and core armor is for other suits yeah you know what? I, I wonder if it's because they want to put in a special consideration for the way that these things lock to each other well i was going to ask like it i was going to ask you mind <laughs> you these are not these are not modular all there is mm -hmm. is that full suit in the helmet and that mind you the plus somebody can check to see if that plus 40 is to damage mm -hmm. see they say that, that environmental even suits work with not. anything else too yeah they don't that's what i'm saying they, they only go to this mm -hmm. suit it, but it says plus 40 to damage but it could be physical damage ballistic damage energy damage or whatever but there's plus 40 across the board on these, on all three of these suits, in fact. So that's a good, that's a good point, uh, Tomato. And of course, yeah. the Zeus. And by the way, interesting with the Zeus, the Zeus has actually designations for each of the three different Zeus suits, which I didn't know. I love that Zeus suit. Um, it's, the, the, the gray <laughs> one, right. yeah, the gray it's one is- the big boy. Yeah, the gray <laughs> one is supposed to be for Pioneer. The orange one is designed for test pilots, and then the black one designates engineers. Now, I don't know if there's any significance other than just the fact that they designated for those type of roles. But again, this suit splits it down the middle as far as protection. Minus 150 for cold, plus 175 Celsius for heat, uh, and it holds 8,000 SCU. By the way, that Novikov notices much bigger capacity for things that can be carried in it in the cold. I'm not sure what the method to the madness is behind that why they give that such a great advantage uh because uh, extra hot chocolate is <laughs> oh that's extra cold ice pops because that the, the, that one's got the cold ones the one's got the bigger package so i don't know but uh mm -hmm. i was gonna say i don't have this this suit but i think i actually do because it was a subscriber promotion mm -hmm. yeah one of them for a subscriber yeah one yep. of my uh i mean these suits are going to be interesting griff i mean when um there's a couple of planets right now in the standing system where these suits are necessary, but not all the time because of the day and night cycles, mm -hmm. right? I mean, uh, Daymar is can be really, really hot in the day, very cold at night. You can go over to go uh, to, go to um, Hurston area and visit either Aberdeen or uh, Ariel, you know, and because of the atmosphere in those planets, uh, you know, at one point was hot until they scaled it back down. Uh, even when Microtech came out, Microtech was very, very cold at one point. Mm -hmm. So imagine when Pyro comes out. Yeah, you're going to need one of these suits yeah. because the, the the system is so chaotic mm -hmm. uh, and so temperate over there. I won't say temperate. That's like a better word. So hot over there that you're going to need a Pembroke mm -hmm. um, to even help you uh, uh, even live in certain um, uh, certain planets or uh, parts of that area. So. It's going to be interesting to see how these things are going to be more and more utilized yeah. um, when that comes out and these other systems come out. There, there are elements that CIG has introduced too, such as radiation. They talked about that being a factor. Mm -hmm. Do you think they'll be adding those type of things to this type of suit? Um, and again, you know, it's one thing to say I'm going to buy one of these suits, but you know, when it comes to the economy, right? This, these are the things that are going to generate why you have to make money, not just to buy guns for your ship, but you may have to buy eight of these suits. If you're talking about trying to have a suit on each of your ships or, you know, maybe two per ship for you and a comrade. Um, I mean, what do you think? I mean, of that? It's going to get expensive. This is a whole gameplay loop, man. This is the logistics officer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, it's a part of logistics, right? It's part of the things that you got, as you mentioned earlier, you got to put on your checklist for what you need and how many of them do you need, you know? I don't know how many of you guys, do you guys buy multiples of things when you guys go out or do you just buy the one? I know. 
Yo-Yo said all she says she just needs some underwear and she's good to go. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, what yeah, do you guys I, do? Whenever I, um, whenever I'm getting, like, kitted and I go to the store, I usually mm. get, like, three or four of, like, each item. That mm. way, just in case I do die, I can quickly just equip instead of having to go back to the store to okay. get another backpack or something. Um, I do do that, um, mm. run naked and stuff like that. But um, there are stuff, like, we've had... Um, the episode where we talk about what we like to look like in the verse, like mm -hmm. when it comes to armor and just normal mm -hmm. clothes. So there are things I like to wear because they look cool to me. Right. Um, so I do, I do buy stuff and, uh, yeah, I usually get a bunch, um, and by a bunch, like probably no more than like five of a set just because, um, normal, I should have like more stuff to choose from, but yeah. yeah. I'll be honest with you. I buy six of everything, not everything. But I, I buy, there's a certain armor I buy. There's, mm -hmm. there's two, there's one particular, two armors I buy. The Arctic and the, uh, I forget what the other one's called now, but there's two armors I buy of everything. I buy six of those. I buy six flight suits. There's two sets of those I buy. And then I buy weapons. I buy six of those. And by the time I buy everything that, with the money that I have, I have spent a quarter of a million. And that's not me buying like a ton of stuff. So I'm saying this yeah. because I'm not sure people are thinking about this from an economy standpoint later on when the game mm -hmm. starts. We're so used to spending a quarter million and don't even think about it. But later yeah. on, you may only be able to afford to buy five suits, four suits. So that, uh, that Google Doc that I shared with you, mm -hmm. it has considerations for if you're only getting one of everything. Mm -hmm. But then I also have considerations if I'm getting it in the amount that I like, which is times mm -hmm. 10. So, uh, so for my, like, if I'm doing just my normal flight suit mm -hmm. times 10, and if it's my armor, if it's my armor loadout, I have it so that it's multiple multiplied by five mm. so that I know how much it costs if I'm just going to buy all of it in sets of five so I can put it on, you know, wow. my various ships and in various places. So I'm definitely the type of person that's thinking about like sets of mm -hmm. things because there are sets of places that you want to have it. Yeah. I mean, whatever works, works. See, there's a difference between frugal and cheat, folks. <laughs> I'm frugal. Okay. <laughs> so, so with that being the case, you know, Griff, I play around as if, you know, in any other game, I'm always a wizard. I'm always a warlock. Mm -hmm. I'm always, a, you know, things like that. And what do they usually wear specialty um, outfits? It's usually always light, light, light yeah. outfits, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm always running around in light outfits. And if I get a heavy armor, it'll be a purple arm piece and a, and a black <laughs> leg piece and a, and a red helmet. I really don't care. You know, a lot of the times I'll probably have one of these stored up in the uh in the um in the suit uh, uh lockers which i'm still waiting for cig to go ahead and, and and have us implement so we can put a at least a suit up in there so you can see it visually and you can <laughs> take it out i'm waiting for that that um physical part of the game gameplay to come in but yeah, yeah I, i'll probably space, have they, one space did they talk about that recently in one of the monthly updates that they were talking about lockers or having a loadout or something like that i was watching one of your videos and i remember hearing yeah. something about that yeah that was in the video i put out like uh today it, they they just for the first time mentioned that in terms of inventory two different interesting things one was being able to like click into a locker and just get your full set and then the other one was reloading from your backpack which was kind of cool mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah so they're thinking about it yeah all right we move on to health um colossal you alluded to these earlier you know right now people don't give much consideration to many of these items that are listed but uh most of you guys know about the Cure Life pins, the med pins that we've been using for quite a while. Um, you guys also know about the med uh, me medical device, the paramed medical device. 
And then there's also just general medical supplies. Um, some of you, I know Colossal, you mentioned about the Carrick. Some ships have full medical bays in them. Uh, some of the mm -hmm. ships that we don't even have in the game have full medical bays. The, the uh, Endeavor has a full hospital in it. Um, what are you guys' thoughts in relation to this stuff? Is this going to be something, again, that you're expecting your people to have? Are you going to have it? Uh, if you have the facility, obviously, you're thinking about, if I've got a facility on my Carrick, I'm definitely going to stock it up. But what if you've got a ship that doesn't have a medical area on it? Um, are you going to require, maybe if you're going to provide food, you know, y'all got to buy y'all bullets and you got to bring your own medicine? <laughs> I mean, how, how are you all thinking well, about I mean, that? Yeah, I, I like going by the whole alien thing. So, like, if somebody starts like having a xenomorph uh, popping out of their chest, just throw them up on the uh, on the kitchen table. I think that's fine. Carrie's <laughs> <laughs> got that's a good important. table for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely. I just feel like I require. I'm uh, not require. I just expect everyone to like have their own stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe that's a flaw, but like, um. Yeah, I just expect everyone to like have a med gun, a multi-tool, some med pens, mm -hmm. and I'll definitely carry extra. Mm -hmm. So like if anyone ever needs it, I can give it to them. Mm -hmm. But um, stock-wise, um, I usually carry or try to get like, um, if your ship doesn't have a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like inventory where everyone can access it at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, I usually try to get like a, like a one SCU box, box or like a bigger box, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then we just really, pull in whatever we find or whatever we want to bring yeah. um like backpacks and stuff like that but yeah i really me personally i just expect everyone to be good on their own and if yeah. they need anything i can give it to them but yeah we have a friend archie falcon he, he role plays doing medical rescue and one of the things he does is get the big one scu box he sits it up in the back of his cutty red puts a bunch of stuff in there for folks and you know just in case people say oh, i don't have this Oh, mm -hmm. check the box. There should be some in there, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, which is yeah. cool. You know. Can I can I make a plea? Yeah. I'm looking at you, CIG and Jared <laughs> group, and the wonderful people at CIG. I would like to ask that you please allow the Carrick to have a tier one bed. Oh, here facility. we go. <laughs> okay. Just just that simple. A tier one bed. It, it is an X. Expedition slash explorer. Oh, wow, ship. look at the background. So please go ahead and give it. <laughs> A tier one medical facility. Now, with all this that 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 going on, these are very very important to have. Um, uh, I always at least jump in the in the, in the bed of the carrick, and I always give myself at least a shot of the sterogen, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to go ahead and try to have a little a little bit of oomph when I get out there. Um, but you know, I still haven't played around with with all these, but uh, they're definitely definitely important. I'm going to be interested to see how I'm going to stock up that medical bay because I completely forgot about that side of the wing of the medical facility on the carrot. But please give us a tier one bed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Not on the origins. Not on the origins. They're just vacation materials. They get hurt, they can go back to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be right. Y'all give him a bed so he'll quit drugging up every morning when he wakes up on his <laughs> ship. Tomato, you got any thoughts about the health stuff or for you? Are you expecting your people to make sure, like like someone said, at least bring your own med pens? You know, I'll have some stuff there, but. I generally, if I'm going to go out with the crew, mm -hmm. like right now, I don't really pay any attention to what anybody has. You know, if mm -hmm. we end up, somebody is hurting, somebody hurt their leg. They've got a tier two injury out on Daymar. Um, our general medical guidance is, you know, we, You'll have to stay here, and maybe if we can come pick you up later, mm. so be it. But mm -hmm. you're going to slow us down. Mm. <laughs> should have brought a med pen. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the future, though, I mean, I think every ship should have a tool, a mm -hmm. medical tool. I think every player should probably have some med pens mm -hmm. and maybe the multi-tool attachment. But, like, 
again, it's just going to depend on how all this gameplay shapes out. Maybe it'll be to the point where everybody feels like they need to have a medic on their team. Maybe it'll be to the point mm -hmm. where everybody should be kind of their own medic. I yeah. think it'll be more towards the first option because I do think that medical gameplay is going to get a lot deeper. Yeah. Like right now, the system is just broken. I mean, in the advanced mode of healing, all you have to do is press a button and, mm -hmm. it, and it applies the perfect amount of drugs. It's just, it's, it's very easy mode. So I think in the future, everybody will want to be able to dip their hands, but you're going to want to have like a dedicated, at least a mule carrying that medical stuff around for you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's kind of one, one question I have for you. So I'm, I'm in the garden interstellar initiative that uh, space tomato started and, and and heads up and there's a wing for racing there's a wing for industry there's a wing for uh for security and a wing for science is it kind of the thought that like each one of those wings within each one of those wings would have its own medical thing because medical kind of applies to whatever you're doing um for, for ours specifically uh Medical is going to be in like the science division, uh, but yeah. then we also have um, like a, a joint initiative between the medical division and the combat division to say, hey, these people are going to figure out what it takes to be a combat medic, as opposed to right. the science people. You might have somebody who's more interested on the medical side, but only when it comes to crafting, like they're interested more in like getting with explorers, finding the right harvestables to maybe make something that that we need and again that depends on the crafting system but like i think there's definitely going to be different parts of medical gameplay as well in the same way that like a salvager might be interested in planting salvage charges and getting components where somebody else wants to like scrape the hull that's so that's what i'm hoping for at least cool yeah okay. that makes a lot of sense to me all righty uh next up the armory we're talking about armory as in armor. Um, lots of variety here and pros and cons. I, Colossal, you kind of touched on it a little bit here, uh, talking about what type of armor you wear. I usually always wear medium armor. I usually kind of find that middle of the road area. I'm not afraid of light armor. I rarely ever wear heavy armor. Very rarely wear heavy armor. I know some people that's right, that's their go-to straight to heavy armor. Um, and all of these have their pros and cons, right? What are some of the pros and cons of when it comes to light, heavy, medium armor for anybody? Or do you just pick it because it's pretty? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I stick to light armor almost always, unless I need a bigger backpack. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you run faster in light or medium mm. and heavy, just, man, you're so slow. I, again, me personally, I play a lot of, like, FPS games and stuff outside of Star Citizen, so I just like to just, like, run constantly. I always need water. Mm. Always. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, light, heavy, rarely. I might wear like a heavy helmet. I don't know if it's a thing that the armor is actually thicker with heavier gear, I would assume. But yeah, I usually get headshot a lot. So I would wear like a heavy top, uh, heavy helmet and then maybe medium light bottom. But yeah. Yeah, there are some plus sides to the heavy. I mean, you can take a little bit more of a hit. Um, you know, we, we saw that with... Um, uh with with jacks and um and jackson's you know mm, sidekick he came up there with a heavy yeah. outfit you know you see how, how much he took those those bullets mm -hmm. calling but, jimmy um, a sidekick <laughs> wow. everything after all that character development colossal <laughs> i'm sorry i'm really? sorry i'm sorry um but but yeah heavy armor if you we i mean we try to pack up in heavy whenever we're doing bunker missions or things like that and um it, they do help out 
Um, there are some pros on that one, but just like Yo-Yo said, there are some some nasty cons. It's slow. You can you can. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if oxygen is used a lot a lot when you're running around with that. Your stamina or whatever way they're putting stamina in the game with with the uh, the blood pressure um, index they have should uh, you know go a lot quicker when you run around in heavy armor. He heavy armor is heavy, but it should be durable as well. So. Mm. Pros and cons. It's all about what you want to do and survive. You want to, if you're fighting in a big, big, big battle, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw one division of heavy armored troops and another division of light armored troops trying to get into the, to the building really quickly, depending on what they're trying to do. Might want to have that. Okay. Yep. Okay. okay. I would say with armor, it's the same. I, I, every, I'm going to take the same angle with everything. Right now, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> it's yeah. like I, I put on a light armor because they look good. Medium armors look good. Most of the heavy armors in this game, I think, look very bad. Mm -hmm. um, I We've seen good heavy armors. Like, in their presentations when they've talked about utility armor, mm -hmm. they showed us that one medical heavy armor <clears throat> a, a few years ago. It looked beautiful. And we've seen some, like, solid stuff that I think eventually I'll want to wear. But right now, I just want to wear light armor because I'm quick in it. Mm -hmm. It gives me, you know, okay protection. None of the armors really differentiate protection that much. So I'm not super concerned with that. The heavy, the carrying capacity isn't that crazy. So I have a backpack anyways. Yeah. Um, and the light and medium ar armors look better. But in the future, they're going to have their own power sources. Right. They're going to have mm -hmm. um, actual weight that you have to deal with in, mm -hmm. in a bigger way than we have right now. There, Some of them are going to be limited to how you could fly a ship wearing them. That's right. Like, there's going to be a ton of reasons to differentiate armor, but it's just not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Some of you all who are old school will remember when you would wear heavy armor if you ran too long you'd have a heart attack and die do you remember that <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> yep. even if you yep. just jump a lot oh, if you, you just keep jumping for like 10 seconds you yeah, don't pass rate, out but yeah, yeah you, oh, your no. screen starts going gray your heart rate <laughs> used to go up man you'd be out there yeah. running to it and boom what happened to, it died <laughs> man it died in that armor nobody, nobody shot him he had a heart attack yeah. that was it <laughs> that that was as recent as the um orison um um uh gameplay they put in when you when you go up to the um, crusader and you go fly to that area because mm -hmm. i remember having a heavy armor and try to run to catch the shuttle and died because i <laughs> couldn't breathe <laughs> so yeah that's messed up i love this game that's messed up all right yeah. we're uh... always we're always halfway in between being incredibly physically impressive citizens and also just worst <laughs> you just run across the city yep. and die you just die this is true all righty firearms um yeah, you know i got the elizabeth jokes yeah you know i want to throw this in a little bit here about the firearms because again i want to keep we're talking about the focus of what we do within our ships um you know me being an origin owner <laughs> who has a tier one or tier two bed uh, I, I know the carrick's got one i know colossal but you know anyway um <laughs> I once went on the 890 and said, oh, they've got weapons racks. And then I said, oh, this is awesome. We got, you know, people can defend the ship. Then I saw, Ubdi, that there were 32 slots. Then I did the math of 32 times 3,000 per rifle mm -hmm. <laughs> and realized <laughs> how much money I would have to spend to make sure I had these weapons on my ship so that if something happened, my guests could help defend it. Um, and I guess I'm asking that because many of us do have weapons racks. I mean, I have 32 slots, but if you've got a Carrick, if I'm not mistaken, Colossal, it's like 16, something like that, 32, something like that. There's a tremendous amount of weapons racks in the back of that ship down in the tech deck. 
Um, and there are other ships that are like that. Uh, once again, uh, are you guys going to fill those racks up? Um, you know, a lot of times people will do a bunker mission. They'll get those extra guns and they'll slap them in there. Um, but what do you think? Is it going to be where your crew going to put their guns? Or are you going to stock that stuff so that your people have weapons if needed? I'm going to kindly stock them off the dead hands of the people that I shoot in those bunker <laughs> missions. So that's where it's coming from. I okay. am, I'm probably going to put one or two P4s up in there, you know, okay. just for people to have it. And then we'll go ahead and go to a bunker mission, shoot up the the, 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 the lot of them. What is it, 15, 10 of them down mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. So go ahead and take those guns, put them on your ship, and boom, 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 you got to stock. Colossal's going to be like handing out guns to guests, and they're going to be like, is there blood on this? Who's yeah, going to clean it? Be like, you clean it. <laughs> Do any of you guys use the weapons yeah. racks and stuff now in the game? In the game, I do. I do. You do. I, I started to. Mm-hmm. Thanks, old lefty. Oh wow! Somebody. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, old oh. lefty. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Test squadron, best squadron. Yeah, absolutely. Test squadron. Go ahead. You said let's, tomato. You were saying that you you have used them before. You did at one point. Oh no! I was some uh, yo yo. I think was talking already. Oh. Oh, right. you can go. Uh, I was just going to say that I, I sometimes I experiment with it. Once again, it's just something that I don't think is necessary right now. But yeah, yeah if like as things start to persist more, I'm going to equip my ships with stuff. Probably just take like the, the basic rifles and, and things I find kind of colossal and put them up there. Because like I don't want to give away my nice guns and the stuff I've been saving up for. But at the same time, if, if I'm going to throw like a quick event or a mission or something and be like hey i want five people to come with me i gotta raid this base whoa uh yo hey bix thank you um i want to raid this base or i want to like take some some like valuable loot and i want to bring some people with me then i'm gonna definitely have something for them to use if they don't have everything on them yeah like you said it's a lot of ammunition and like the same goes for ship guns as well if you have ballistic guns mm-hmm. i don't know what they're going to do with ammo are they going to make it so that you need to have that ammo in your cargo hold at the very least so that you can reload or are they going to make it so that like if you don't have ammo on your ship you run out faster mm-hmm. how is it going to work like that mm-hmm. so yeah i think there's a lot of considerations when it comes to ammunition and this kind of stuff yeah absolutely and that's that's why if you look at that again i'm going to talk about that google docs shopping list document <laughs> um the weapon that i have on that is the p4 ar because that's something that you can always find ammo for mm-hmm. um right now I, I right now be... though abdi right mm-hmm. now right right now yeah, right, right now, now you can this, mm-hmm. this is this this doc is a living document to me it, mm-hmm. it changes depending on on what is around and and what is available yeah. but right now the gun that i want the most is the one that works well for me number one the p4ar is a fine weapon it's, mm-hmm. it works just fine um but is one where i can always know that if i go into a bunker um you know and ends up getting kind of hairy i can still come out of that bunker with something yeah. um and you usually can yeah I, I use tomato. I use the the rack racks not because of role play, even though I like the role play. I actually was using them more for to test persistence, to see whether mm-hmm. or not when I came back to that ship a week later, two days later, whether those guns were going to still be in the rack. And amazingly, they were most of the time. They were. See, um, yeah, that mm-hmm. that's going to make people use this stuff more. Mm-hmm. Like yep. every one of these dates from like three fifteen with the inventory, three eighteen with PES. Mm-hmm. Whenever we eventually get server meshing, like. All of those are making you want to use these features just a little bit more every time. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if it's going to be just like a patch where everyone finally decides like, okay, I'm taking this seriously. Or if it's sort of a slow, a slow understanding that you can't just keep 
throwing anything <laughs> you want on the ship now you got to pay attention yeah you got to pay attention to it yeah yeah Absolutely. i think uh actually jade said something that um she uses them when bed logging and it made me think about when we can't or eventually we won't be able to get into our pilot seats with heavier armor mm -hmm. i don't know if it's mm -hmm. medium armor too but yeah i think once i mean it's obviously probably going to be forced unless you can just put it into your pressing eye that'll be gone too putting mm -hmm. into ship inventory but um yeah being able to like leave your stuff or put your stuff where it belongs um i i do use i like the uh the weapons racks in the msr i i believe it's right next to the pilot seat i could be wrong it might be in the hallway mm -hmm. i think it's in the hallway mm -hmm. i thought it was yeah, in the pilot area like yeah 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 there's yeah. there's one in the main area and then one in the hallway leading to the cockpit i think okay yeah i i do use that and i think there's it's in the vulture too i saw that yesterday mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's I guess it's a little role play to just put it in there because mm -hmm. you're going to be salvaging for a long time in that seat. Mm -hmm. So um, and you always want to, you know, maybe have some some weapons on you in case somebody tries to to pirate you. But um, yeah, yeah it's that, that so being, cool. What? Just being able to go on somebody's ship and see the weapons in the racks, though. Yeah, Dude. honestly. Like, okay, it's there if I need it. Yeah. Yeah, it took me like man probably several months to finally like see someone actually use it which mm -hmm. was the first time i realized weapon racks were actually a thing inside of ships mm -hmm. so maybe people don't even know that they actually exist yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked that they you didn't know just, what those you think it's like decoration yeah that's what most folks are used to it's just something that looks cosmetic that it yeah. doesn't, you don't think about it i can actually sling this thing especially if you try to use it when you're someplace that's in a what you call it zone, right? Because it's not going to work for yeah. you until you're someplace mm -hmm. away from a, yeah. um, what do you call the zones? Anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Everybody's trying to try out their, their, their ship when they first get onto it. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you get into the hangar and you want to see how it works. Mm -hmm. You're not going to fly out into space, get out of armistice and then go and look. <laughs> right. So it's like people are probably walking around like, oh, okay, this is all just decoration. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And by the way, in case people don't know, many people's racks, weapons racks have areas for pistols as well as uh, rifles. So you can load up some of these things with a lot of weapons in them, but uh, it can be costly. I like Colossal's idea, put a couple in there as backups, and as you go through, start loading them up, which is which is a pretty cool thing to do. CC Creator, thank you oh, so CC. much. Thanks, CC. We appreciate yeah, you, you, CC. Thanks for this. If you subscription. do an 890 jump mission, that's easily like 15 bodies. Yeah. Yeah, unless yeah. yeah. it's also, <laughs> also correct. Don't forget about the rail guns and the rocket launchers because you can also yes. put them there, including the C2s and the M2s, I believe. You can put them also in there as well. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Can't put it in the 360. If you're ever wondering... <laughs> oh, sorry about on, that. On the kitchen counter. I'm sorry. <laughs> If you're ever wondering uh, how uh, Meg knows so much about the amount of bodies that are in a particular location, just uh, ask her about her closet on the vulture. Yeah. Just well, ask I have her three, about her closet on the vulture. I have three bodies in the closet and Obdi's dead bodies in my pilot seat right now. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not gonna even ask. I'm not gonna ask. I was. I, I'm like, excuse me. That's my dead body. Please don't put that there. Treat me respectfully. Scarecrow. Can't mess with my ship. Someone's in it. <laughs> All righty. Civilian clothing. Civilian clothing. I don't know how many of you do this. I hate to say this, but Colossal knows this about me. I am a clothes. You know what? I will spend just as much time looking for clothes as I do armor and weapons. Um, doesn't have any significance right now other than just to make you personally happy. But eventually, eventually, uh, your attire may have impact on who you talk to, where you go in the game. Um, ask all of you guys, what do you guys think about 
you know, I'm not going to talk about the designs of the clothes and stuff because we've had shows on that. But do you guys spend time? Do you store civilian stuff on your ships right now, or do you not do it? You know, it's all ugly and you yeah. can care less. You know, quick <laughs> colossal. He's got his hand up. <laughs> you gotta have what guys you gotta have an outfit for every system that you jump into everybody's gonna be different right i have a character called mr nimbus and mr nimbus is an interesting interesting role-playing character so yes outfits are important outfits are good you need uh i mean you, new, new babbage has an outfit style our good place over that the hurstons they have their own particular style bagheads yeah uh, the bagheads <laughs> over there and things like that and so forth you know so yes get one role play have a good time and uh and enjoy especially when you hit the bars if you come there looking looking broken to the you know from, from the head to the toe then you should be ridiculed you're not going to buy somebody a drink if they got on an odyssey two flight suit is that what you're saying you're not going to even buy them a drink <laughs> No, don't no, take the absolutely. helmet off at least to drink or something. Okay, I'm just imagining now with like a different outfit for every system. Like you have, you're just on a javelin with like 30 other people. Jump into a new system and you just okay, everybody. This is your captain speaking. Please, everybody, switch into your pyro outfit now. Everybody just like takes a minute. Inventories and stuff. You don't want to look like a tourist. Be ready. Yeah, great guys. Then you're gonna get jumped. If, if you guys remember, <laughs> I want to say this though. If you remember when we watched the pyro demonstration at CitizenCon, there was a sequence where the character went and found a loot box or changed into the clothing of the people that were there so that they could move around without being seen. So Very Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah. So I will wonder whether or not, to Colossal's point. Um, maybe when you do go to a certain system, certain planet, if you're dressed in attire from that place, whether you're received better because you happen to be wearing a jacket that maybe one of the gangs in Pyro wear and you're talking to somebody who's a part of that gang uh, versus if you come in wearing a T-shirt from Orison and they're offended uh, or it's something with the UEE on it that says, no, nah, I don't need to be talking to this person. I don't know if they're going to go that far, but, you know, again, Chris is known for putting things into the game that have some meaning. And so even though there are some people who just would wear casual clothing and civilian clothing just because they enjoy it, I wonder whether they will continue to associate certain things to what type of attire you wear. Nasty Bougie, thank you for that follow. Hey. Thank you, thank you. Nice. I mean, a good example that also Griff is that Grimhex. Grimhex has his own yeah. nice little um, place over there by the bar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you can have a good time with that over there at Grimhex. And hey, thanks, J-Mo. Mm -hmm. um you know and um uh, address a, a, a accordingly you know you may have a, a, the nine tails may be there if nine tails see you running around with a crusader outfit mm -hmm. you know at a grim hex you may have some type of problems mm -hmm. now, i'm just theory crafting there but if that's going to be where, where they're moving towards it's going to be exciting to see that get yourself an outfit for each system you jump or, into. i mean not to be I mean, funny think... what happens if you're wearing if you're wearing nine tails armor you know yeah. what i mean and you know because you just yeah. want to be cheap but you get shot at because you're wearing it. Meg's I mean, laughing. Like, Meg's laughing. So <laughs> I've had real situations where with friends, our, um, our name tags disappear. And oh. if you're in pirate armor, you look like one of the bad guys. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shoot first, beg for forgiveness later. Every time. <laughs> and you, you, you get shot every time. Yeah, tomato. Uh, what you were saying sounded kind of familiar. And so I wanted to double check. And went back to the September monthly report okay. and found, found this. Uh, they say in the AI section that designers can configure which clothing works for which faction 
and location so that a successful disguise combines both player actions and the configuration of the NPCs in the environment. Definitely, they are actively working on this. Mm. Metal Gear Solid, let's do it. Mm. Okay. And I, I think another point for, you know, thinking about what you're going to wear is we walk around like loot goblins right now with like heavy backpacks and like literally guns falling out of our pockets and stuff. Ten different outfits. <laughs> right, ten different outfits. But in the future, you're going, you're going through security. And when you go through security, oh, yeah. you're probably not going to be able to bring a gun with you. Oh. So, uh, you know, talking about the weapon lockers too and all that kind of stuff, like you probably don't want to be walking around a city with your guns hanging out and all that. And on top of that, like, you know, you just want to get through security fast so you can get to the TDD. You swap out your loadout for your clothes. You go on, you know, you go to the TDD, you come back, and then you get on your ship and you, you go back into your armor loadout or your flight suit or whatever. Let me let me ask a question because to your point, some people may not know that civilian clothing actually does have, you can store things in civilian clothing that you can carry a few items with you. Um, a double dog or two. Yeah, a double dog or two. Um, about this okay. yeah. do, do you think that they'll... I don't want to say this the wrong way. I'm not trying to give them any ideas either. But I'm trying to, once again, find a practical reason for why clothing becomes important. Because clothing stores are everywhere, right? Every place you mm -hmm. go, there are clothing stores. And if people are just going to walk around in flight suits all the time, what's the purpose of a, of a clothing store? So, you know, will there be a situation where technically you need to put on civilian clothes when you go into certain places? In other words, Thursday. you can't walk in. Yeah, I mean, you cannot walk in with a flight suit or armor on. You've got to go through customs. You know, is that mm -hmm. going to be a factor in the game? The, or maybe just in certain locations. Maybe it's not everywhere. But I'm just I mean, curious. Didn't you talk about that one place that was supposed to be, like, concierge only or something? Like, a restaurant <laughs> was supposed to open there, on well, Microtech? Oh, we were talking about that, so we, we were joking around about that. Uh, oh, okay, Ulo, the, the nicer, the fancy restaurant there. But, no, but in, still, there are, there are planets, go? though. No, there are planets, though, that we talked about how um, they're kind of like luxury resorts. You know, you can't even, you got to come in a nice ship. You can't come, you know, in your Drake, whatever. I hate to pick on Drake <laughs> people. But you have to come in a nice ship when you come there. Um, I like to pick though? on Drake people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Fly a good question. Drake. That's a good question, Meg. Can I walk into that restaurant wearing a flight suit? Maybe I can't. Maybe I do have to be in civilian mm -hmm. clothes. You know, I, I, to me, that's cool. Some people yeah. are going to be pissed yep. off by it, you know, probably. But to me, it's I'm, I'm wondering if, if it would be a bad idea to have some form. They already have like a perception meter. So mm -hmm. like if you're in a place that where, where you're hostile... Mm -hmm. They're already talking about how just like games like Splinter Cell, Hitman, stuff like that, the NPCs will be more and more suspicious of you based on the sound you're making or being able to see you or something like that. Mm -hmm. I always wonder if there should be like a civilian version of that. Mm -hmm. Like if you're running around or if you're wearing the wrong thing in the wrong place, you don't necessarily get like a reputation change or you don't get affected in any way, but maybe security takes more notice of you it shows you that you're being watched a little bit more closely in case you do do something suspicious i don't interesting because i don't know how else you could really draw emphasis to what somebody's wearing other than try and you don't just want to do it through the quest system and, and reputation i feel like maybe you know like you you have less options when you go up to a quest giver if you're wearing this or that or something like that but that would I only get you if you're doing like a, a check right with a person it doesn't really affect you if you're just walking around a city or just in general wearing yeah. a giant well, space suit just, it could you're be saying something like where it's like if if 
if you're at a place where you know right now we get stopped by by the cops or whatever if you're flying in the universe maybe there's something where like you're in a super like it's hurston or something where they're like super locked down on everybody they got security walking around everywhere you can say you're flying a drake ship <laughs> or like if you're yeah yeah if you're walking around with the equivalent of a drake sick drake ship outfit or something like that <laughs> then maybe maybe someone's gonna be like hey like let me see your papers or something like that but if you're on Levski, Levski, it's like you know what everyone's cool here so like you can just walk around with whatever we don't judge you kind of a thing so i don't know they are really that, cool at Levski. i mean that that's interesting you gave guys get some good spaces based upon location having impact on you a place like orison where everybody's kind of chill and laid back um you wouldn't want to see people necessarily walking around fully armored with all this stuff on but if you're at a place like Levski, you could have the bounty hunter look and it would fit in, right? And nobody would really question you about it in a location like that. So who knows? I, I'm glad in you Le mentioned Levski? that tomato about the AI, huh? In Levski? Yeah, Levski. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, the, the People's Republic folks over there, they're, they're a little bit more lenient, you know? Yeah, that's the kind of system you could expand to. Right now. He's judging you right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine something in the People's Republic. I'm thinking about Jay Starwatch over there. You yeah, know, group. yeah, they they they, they got <laughs> they got room for you to walk around looking like Han Solo over there. You can walk around looking like Han Solo there. I'm not sure you can walk around looking like Han Solo in New Babbage. You know, I, you know, to me it just right. doesn't fit. You know. All right, let's hit this next one, guys, because this is a big one here, uh, and a lot of people may not even know about all these categories that are listed here. Um, but this is about ship components. Um, and as you guys know, these are physicalized. A little while back, Paul Jones or somebody talked about they had over 200 items that they were working on. Um, there's a lot of different components for them to put into the game. Um, what do you guys think they're going to do with these things? Are these going to be, we just had this big show on engineers last week. Are these components going to be actually, we, I mean, we've seen them when we go to, to um, uh, when we have CitizenCon, we go to the big convention center, we've got these components sitting there that you can walk up to. They're, they're, you know, they got size and mass. It's very easy to say, yeah, I'm going to load my ship up with three quantum drives for backups. I mean, and, and, and what's the impact of that for storage? Where are you putting these things? Because, like, again, people will look at a ship and talk about a cargo bay. Oh, I'm going to load it up with so much cargo. But you got to find some place to put food, components. That's not going to be just laying out in the hallway somewhere. So what do you guys think is going to happen with this stuff? I mean, aren't like size three, like quantum drives, or I can't remember which component, like super, super big. Like, I, I feel like I've seen some at the convention. Well, there's hall some of them that are really big. The, yeah, they're they're gigantic. Yeah, some of them are huge. And then you think about the fact that like right now, when you drive around a car, you don't have like a spare engine on board. I feel like our engineer would probably be like, you know what, I'm going to repair what we got yeah. rather than just have a spare. And I wonder if they, if they do that by making it cost prohibitive to buy any of these types of things. Well, these are like the most, these are, these have to be the most credit dense objects in the game, right? Mm -hmm. Besides like a relic or something, this mm -hmm. has to be where all the money is. So mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like it's it's much more worth the risk to bring extra because there's also subcomponents, right? So like mm. if components that work based on the subcomponents inside them, it's probably much better to just carry around subcomponents and not risk the price of this if you get if you get aborted or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. now, I'm I'm just asking because you know, we all know that we've got panels on our ships. You open the panel, there's the component sitting behind there. Now, the impression I got was that some of that stuff is going to be swappable. 
Some of it will be, you could pull it, put another oh, yeah, one yeah. in, right? Yeah. Um, but again, you ain't storing that thing in your backpack. Your freaking size two cooler is not in your backpack anymore. You know, and I'm, Mm-mm. where are we putting these things? Are these things down in our cargo decks? Are they in crates? Well, you know, and again, how is that impacting when I want to do cargo or some other runs, vehicles? If I want to put a vehicle in there, is there now room for me to put these things? A lot of stuff to I think mean, about. This, this is why I have a carrot because the carrot has two modular bays mm-hmm. at the bottom of it. So maybe I can use one to carry any types of additional resources mm-hmm. that made that probably are the most important, like a shield generator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we still have it, have to factor in that a crucible is not in the game yet. Um, that could help repair those things. So you may not have to put these types of things in your um, in your ship if you have access to the, uh, to those types of uh, equipment or your 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 um, your org. But uh, there's going to come a point. I don't think we know much right now, but it's going to come a point where we're going to have to decide which component wears out the most or is damaged the most. Where you may have to have an additional piece, like maybe a shield generator like maybe a cooler engines you may not be able to carry that that's way too big you know mm-hmm. um you could jump into a gladius right now and we saw this several when they finally made the gladius the the gold version gold standard you saw the uh components actually pop out right. you know, they, they were, they were right. popping up from the ship right. that's when i started realizing oh we're going to actually be able to take these things out or possibly repair mm-hmm. it so um and and gladys just has a, a, a an additional storage in the back i believe either for fuel tanking or maybe storage i don't know at two scu worth so it's going to be interesting to see how how we manage that piece i don't know honestly yo yo what's your what would your approach be to bringing components on my ship honestly i don't know so like honestly i haven't thought about until just now when uh, i think griffin was mentioning it um the space in my ship like my go-to bigger ship is the msr and if i want to carry like a vehicle and i want to carry other stuff sure i have like the side hallways but um a vehicle takes up like half space so like to even carry like if i wanted to help somebody with like transport their salvage there's not a lot of room and so if i want to carry other stuff like components um yeah it's something that i'd have to think deeper about because that is, it is something I haven't thought about um, carrying like extra on my ship, but I could definitely, like hearing you guys talk about it, I see how it is something beneficial to think about, like consider bringing. Um, but yeah, I would definitely have to um, consider the size of my ship, if it's mm-hmm. important, what else is more important, and if these things are important, maybe I need something bigger. Yeah. Um, or someone, yeah. or you just need a good engineer, and that's True. the kind of thing that I want to go into because, like, industry is is part of what I what I like to do. Yeah. Um, and I want to be someone where, like, hey, if I'm on your ship and you want me to run, you know, engineering or anything like that, I know there's like three types of roles that they talked about in the last video from Thursday, but I want to be the type of person where it's like, yo, I, you know, if if you ain't got like extras. I'll take a toothpick and a and you know I'll I'll pull a whatever his name is. Oh my god, I can't remember it. Uh, MacGyver. 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 I'm gonna MacGyver this uh, this this business, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna figure out how to take what you got, and I'm gonna rewire it. I'm gonna take the the relays, and I'm gonna find a way to make it work. Kind of yeah. like uh, you know like 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 any I feel like an engineer would would need to be able to do. And to me, that sounds like you're swapping. Um, 
buying an object for having a person and i think that person is a little bit more flexible and i kind of like the idea of having a little bit more flexibility rather than just having an item that works or could get shot up i think I let, let, me, let me throw something on you Abdi, and i agree with you i think that that's why the role of engineer is going to be important so that you don't get to that place where i have to totally replace this unit but mm -hmm. in that show on thursday they also talked about how things can go out of tune and maybe get totally destroyed right so there is no repair I think what might yep. be the fix is what you mentioned earlier when you were talking about sizes. Maybe size one and two components are sizes that we can literally store, put on our ship. Size three and More above, like size three and above becomes you got to go to a cousin crows. When you start getting into yeah, capital like, class stuff, because if you've ever seen the life support unit on a freaking 890, ooh, this is the size yeah. of a wall. There's, there's no yeah, putting right. that somewhere, yeah. you know what I mean? So you and, may have to yeah, say that, that the lower size stuff, yes, you can carry with you, which is great, because the, it's portability versus once you start yep. getting into Carrick size and above or Polaris, now you've got to go to a facility for larger, you know, for larger things to be replaced. Mm -hmm. And I like that idea of having to go to Tashi Station or something like that, like in Star Wars and like, you know, getting a, I don't know, field reverberator or something, yeah. you know, to, to patch up this or that, yeah. um, you know, and I, I think that, that that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. and, or Colossal's um, knowing, point, the knowing, Crucible. Knowing the it. difference. Huh? I said, or Colossal's point, a crucible can can maintenance a larger ship. Right. You know, right. something like that. <clears throat> right. Because yeah, you want to keep the game loops going. You want to keep the game loops going. Tomato, yeah. what were you going to yeah. say? Well, this, this is this seems like something that they're starting to think about more with... Um, there are a couple ships that, like, you can see are going to have real problems with this. Mm -hmm. And I think the Freelancer was one of the obvious ones. And they mentioned in the last monthly report that... Freelancer is something that they're starting to change based on physical components, which mm -hmm. they've talked about physical components for a long time, and they've been updating ships like as they build them, but they haven't really talked about going back to the old ones to make sure that they like the t the size actually works. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping with the engineering coming up, and maybe with salvage making some more steps, <laughs> get out of here, Wham. Please, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Cooper, appreciate it. He's got like tomatoes in there too, man. That's terrible. yeah, it's taunting. Um, I'm hoping that physicalized components becomes more of a thing because all of this starts to become more more of a reality once it does. Mm -hmm. Like you said, putting it in your cargo bay isn't really a thing yet, mm -hmm. and it'd be cool to like board a ship and see a power supply sitting there and be like, oh yes. <laughs> And this yeah, is like not just any it. power supply. This is like one of those really nice ones yeah. or something mm -hmm. like that, you know? Yeah, if you need it for sure, right? Okay, very cool. And I, I guess maybe thinking about it too, kind of like uh, like what I was talking about with uh, with a car engine, maybe you would have like a snowblower or a lawnmower engine on, like that's more feasible to have in your cargo hold or something. So maybe thinking of it scaled up like that. So mm -hmm. like a Gladius is like having a lawnmower engine or something. But like having a Carrick is more like having, I don't know, like a plane engine or something, <laughs> yeah. something crazy yeah. like that. Basically, so. basically, yeah. All right, let's talk about security here. Um, you know, I don't know how many of you all have ever done this before. You run out your house and left your crypto key, right? Um, didn't bring it with you. Um, what do you guys, um, how can I say this? Uh, are these going to be items that you have to worry about keeping on board your ship or because it is a pain in the butt if you go out with a group of people and somebody gets a crime stat and then I don't have any crypto keys on me. Yeah, for me, it definitely is. Um, it's one of the first things I go to grab, not purchase, <laughs> but I mean, it is available in uh, 
in bunkers right now, but it would be something that I would grab. Um, With all those bodies in your closet? Yeah, it um, makes a lot of sense, like finding those like serial killers vulture out there. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I usually carry at least two. But if I usually carry the amount of people that I'm playing with, I usually carry the amount mm. of cryptic for the amount of people that I'm playing with, just in case. Um, but yeah, because you never know what's going to happen, and maybe you don't want to go all the way to Grimhex, or maybe you don't, because you're already being tracked. Maybe you don't want to go to Yella, uh, Grimhex, mm. and then go to, like, Korea, which, I mean, it's changed in 318, so maybe Korea is not even the best place to go anymore. Maybe um, you take the prison route, or maybe you go to... Uh, I, I don't know, did they take the the things out of the outposts um the mm, where you oh. your stats like hurston you know i haven't outpost thought about one. that now i haven't tried I, the outpost yet i haven't tried the outpost I haven't checked. yet i feel um, like i heard something about that if they, they want to like funnel more they, people they, in that way but uh, jay said yes they those are gone jay yeah. says yeah they're yeah. gone okay yeah they so want to funnel people that, that way yeah no, I'm very know. scared in general to get a crime stat. Now. I don't even know if crypto keys are worth it anymore. I might just have to go. And this is what I'm talking about. Like I don't, I don't role play evil or not evil. Yeah. What is it called? Like you know, like Paragon and the other side, whatever. Um, I, I, because, but when I was testing out game loops back when, like in 2021, I was doing like I had Tiger Claws all the time. We were doing bunker raids and doing stuff like that. But now that I know Renegade, that's the one. Fast card. Thank you. Um. Yeah, so now that I know what game loop I really want to take, I'm not doing as much of the criminal activity. But man, yeah. the game is so like shoddy right now. Not shoddy. I'm sure I shouldn't say that. The game has so many uh, bugs in it that could get you an accidental mm -hmm. um, crime stat that I think that right now it wouldn't be a bad thing for everybody to have one. Yeah, absolutely. We've already. Hey, we, I'm, go ahead, go ahead. I'm glad they made the. I've stat one and two not as bad. That's that's definitely mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah, to reduce things to misdemeanors and be able to pay fines and everything else. Yeah. There's still some accidental things that happen from time to time, but uh, yeah, uh, we so already nasty, go ahead, go ahead, Colossal. Na nasty booty said Colossal's camp equals SE servers. Um, it's it, that's <laughs> been a controversy since I've been here. I'm, I'm just calling it that's shenanigans. It's, it's, it's the, it's the internet the in the state of Florida. That's what is, that's all I'm going to say. It's the internet in the state of Florida. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in Sometimes, to... go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Abdi. No, you go for it, bro. You go for it, man. No, I was, I was saying the, the crypto keys. Um, I, I, I mean, if I had it my way in Colossus Utopia, um, the crypto keys <laughs> should be sold at a certain location. Like maybe uh, we we do see them at uh, New Babbage over there in the little Apple Store they got down there. Mm. Um, and uh, I think they call it a Lightning something or whatever it is. I don't know what I can't remember what it's called, but I think that should be. Um, uh, either decently priced to expensive and if you get one from grim hex it shouldn't look as nice, nice. as this it yeah. should look tore up wired you should see wires used. All over used and almost like kind rigged of, kind of a 40 percent chance of failure kind of thing and it should backfire a lot it should mm. backfire a lot you know what i'm saying if you're going to go ahead and do that because once again if you're committing uh they, they got it set up right now where if you got at least a level two you can go ahead and go to the uh to the kiosk right. and and pay for that off i paid 30, 32 000 just today right to get it off right a level two crime stat but if you're gonna go ahead and jump to a level three and four and five and you knowingly did that then you should be able to go into a new babbage or mm -hmm. or Ville. yeah so to get that you should be able to go straight to grim hex 
by a busted system and have a 60% chance of it failing on you all the time. Yeah. It's you like know? when you've got a bus ticket on the ground and you're like, I wonder if this has any more charges right. on it. Well, re remember <laughs> yeah. before they used to have like three different types of them and they did have different levels of, of, of um, con not consistency, but success rate, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then it just kind of went to the Tiger Claw. But I agree. I think that it, when you're lawful and everything's okay, you should be able to walk into the Apple store at New Babbage and, and get one at a at a moderately high price, not ridiculously, but high. I agree. But when you go to Grim Hex, you should have to pay through the nose, and it should be let's say twenty percent chance of failure. Maybe eighty percent of the time, seventy percent of the time, it'll work. Or you just have to keep going back and acting, you know, hitting the button, take it out, something weird to make you hustle a little bit for it. But yeah, that, that's maybe right a little there. bit, maybe a little bit of blood stains on it too. Sixty <laughs> percent. So with that being said, I I I don't get these. Because yeah. I don't do the criminal stuff. I do know the warden. Yeah, you just well. go to prison. Yeah, you just go straight to prison. <laughs> I, we already know what you do. Yeah. He's got also, his own jail also, cell. Go ahead. Also, hacking's going to change, right? Yeah. That, that yeah. tool. So we might not even have chips at some point. That's it might just true. be you need to get yourself some bootleg hacking tool that connects. Good point. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. Okay, let's talk about this. This this got everybody excited this week. Engineering, um, in particular, I, wanna, I don't want to talk about the engineering classes because we're going to get to that when we get to crew. But I do want to talk about something that CIG has talked about before and then something they, they actually showed us this week. Um, one of them is um, that right there, the fire extinguisher. We've heard CIG had been working on this in the past, but this week we actually saw them or talk, they talked about how the fire extinguisher would be used. What did you guys think about uh, about this whole thing with the fire extinguisher to, to uh, turn up if your components get on fire? I think it's cool. It feels it feels kind of immersive sim, you know, like like something you'd see in Deus Ex or Prey. You don't necessarily mm. have to like press a button to get it to a certain level. It's literally you have an object in a game that can cool things down. You have an object in a game that can react to temperature and mm. you can figure out what you want to do to make them work together. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I'm I'm looking for the day people don't refill this. I'm looking for the accident to happen <laughs> when you tell somebody to go get it and it's <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking for that. Once a year, man. No. Not not to be funny, for for the longest time when I would run through or walk through the stations, we used to always see these tanks. You remember those talking about that? And I used to always say were, were the oxygen tanks, but I'm wondering whether or not those are like refill stations where you can take your empty tank because you've got to replace these they're not going to be indefinite mm -hmm. with, with material in them this again becomes one more expense for you on your ship if you've had to use these because like colossal says if your engineer go happens to use one of these and forgets to tell you and you don't replace it <laughs> you come back later you don't have a fire extinguisher that's why I was. Mm -hmm. That's why I was leading towards with, with that Griff because mm -hmm. we do see them. We see them at at uh, at Lorville, mm -hmm. right in front of the trains. Right, right. When you get right. to the trains, there's a whole huge dispenser area of mm -hmm. I don't know tanks or things like that. I don't know if you feel them there, but you're going to have to have a foreman, right? Somebody who who uh, has your ship's inventory and make sure your ship is restocked as soon as it gets into dock. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's one thing you need to have. If you're going to run around in the carrier, if you're going to run around in the Idris, if you're going to run around in something like that, you need to have those uh, people who are in charge of making sure that your ship has the basics before it sets off. Yeah. Can you okay. imagine doing that for the Idris? God, that's going to um, be such a job. It, that's that's like exactly the only it. thing you're going to be doing. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> you know, at the be- during the, the ISC this week, uh, Disco did a little waiver in there, a disclaimer where he said that, hey, just understand that our artists are having a little fun with the animations and stuff that they showed. It's like the guy blowing up on the toilet and everything. But <laughs> But what they did do was show the fire extinguisher and they showed, they said, a flamethrower. Now, yes. I'm also kind of curious about this because they said that if you have something that I guess you have the opposite reaction to, I've never really heard of anybody using a flamethrower. Sort of movies. Things, you know, yeah, like, uh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm talking about in the sense of from an engineering standpoint, what's, what would be the reason that there's something so cold that I'm using a flamethrower on it. I didn't okay, catch Okay, I live in Minnesota. I know you live in Michigan. You're, you're in the Midwest yeah. too. But in Minnesota, there have been times where I wish I had a flamethrower for my <laughs> inch. Yeah. Where, so yeah. I don't know. I could see it being something that you'd have on that maybe an engineer has not a, not a flamethrower, but uh, a blowtorch or something like that. I don't know. Something well, they said, they said like, flamethrower blowtorch in the show. They actually said blowtorch too. There we go. Yeah, I mean, like, that makes a lot of sense to me from an engineering standpoint. Flamethrower might just be something where it's like, you're Chewbacca, you go outside the ship because there's a bunch of weird animals in the freaking ducks or something like that. So you're flamethrowing them out of the, you know, to get those okay. those parasites out of there kind of a thing. Okay. So I can see um, the blade, the blowtorch for the mechanics job. You know, if there's something that, they, yeah. like you said, they're doing some form of repair, I get it. I was just trying to connect that a little bit as to why they would use a blowtorch. I, there are plenty of people who are excited about the fact that there's about putting a blowtorch in the game, by the way. Um, which is it'll be very cold in space. It can get I mean, the multi tool kind of already does something similar, where like you're going to be cutting up grates with the cutter to get yeah. inside them. So yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a blowtorch. So yeah. I, I don't know if they'll have something that like a gray cat blowtorch well, thing. CIG told us that there would also be someone mentioned this in chat about about it being cold out. CIG did tell us that there would be a situation where if your ships are turned off and you're on a cold planet that it will not be a just start up and take off thing, that there will be a startup warm-up sequence that'll take place on mm-hmm. your ship. Now, whether they do that or not later on, I don't know, but it's something they are considering, you know. Bro, that's my 2002 Honda, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have to run that thing for 15 minutes before it goes anywhere. <laughs> Anybody got any thoughts about that? Avengers. Anybody got anything with the flamethrower at all? Any other thoughts? I think, I don't, I don't know how realistic it'll be to actually do this in the game. Mm-hmm. I think we'll probably like you said we'll have situations where you do have to like speed it up you crashed out there in microtech and like you're repairing your ship and obviously there's no life support running so it's super cold inside i don't know if that'll be a thing or not but Mm. i do kind of just see this as confirming the idea of this feature being immersive sim like basically just showing that like yeah you can cool things down if you need to mm-hmm. that's how responsive it is to temperature though you can also heat it up kind of almost like they're flexing their how much work they've done on the fire feature because we've been seeing that in development for a long time yeah and like they've demoed how it spreads and how it heats stuff up maybe they just want to show us how impressive it can be yeah oh. yeah i mean oh, if we're what? out in space and we're doing things like venting things to the vacuum of space you know if we ever want to like take out a fire or something like that maybe it makes sense well waffles here says coolers for example they when they're getting overclocked they generate a lot of coolant and the coils could freeze so maybe having something like that there is a way to compensate on a manual way maybe there would be something like that personally 
I'd love to take that with me when I go in the cave where the spiders are. That's going to be my reason for the flamethrower. But uh, I'm just when interested. You get was, that free on. Yeah, I know. But it was interesting that they just, you know, they brought out a flamethrower. Fire extinguisher, we'd heard about flamethrower. That was the first time I heard them, you know, literally talk about it in game. So I thought that was And good. that looks like an attachment, you know, because it looks like it's on a shotgun. But it, it, yeah. that, yeah. I don't know. You know what? Well, to your point, I think the next things, in fact, Colossal, uh, the next things we're getting ready to show maybe uh the lead to what that particular <clears throat> item is based on how that looks um and that was some items from gray cat um gray cat industrial cig showed us this uh, tomato you may have remembered when this was how long ago it was but they showed us an industrial cutting tool and an industrial tractor beam some of you guys may yep. remember this um they didn't go into mm -hmm. any great detail on it but they did show that they had gotten pretty far with these items and in fact if i'm remembering correctly on the white box video they showed when they were doing the hull stripping, the person, the avatar had the tractor beam version on their back, if I'm remembering correctly in that video. Um, yeah. So these items are items that we have seen that CIG um, is, is working. Here's the one that is the tractor beam version. And Colossal, I was wondering whether or not there would be like a gray cat version yeah. That would be that flamethrower too. Um, any thoughts you guys have on tomato? I'm gonna go to you on these. Any thoughts on these items here? Because these are industrial. <clears throat> would you have them yeah, on your the, ship first off? Let me ask you that. Is that something you would think about considering having these on your ship? Yes. Um, this is I would. This is the kind of thing where like I think most players would have a multi-tool, mm -hmm. but this seems like it would be more specific to like a. a a job you know like mm. if you have the actual tractor beam with you then you are a cargo loader mm. you're somebody who is either riding on a cargo ship who's going to have to load stuff off mm -hmm. or you're somebody at like a sitting or an out a city or outpost and you know you'd have to track the beam stuff on i'm guessing this kind of thing maybe could carry like a 16 scu box yeah. by itself i don't <clears throat> i don't know what they have planned for this but i've always been a little bit disappointed by this and i just wanted to pull up the uh i wanted to pull up the the list the progress tracker list just in case to make sure mm -hmm. i remember when they started talking about these and um working on them i think it was two years ago now when mm -hmm. they first introduced these to us at isc and they mentioned that the weapons team were taking a break from weapons i mean we haven't gotten any new fps weapons in a long time mm -hmm. and they were taking a break because they were working on these things but then these things never showed up and i'm mm -hmm. looking at the the, the stuff that the weapons features and content teams are working on. And to be honest, it doesn't seem like we've really seen anything of significance from them in a long time. I mean, I'm seeing um, the fire extinguisher, which we were just looking at. But besides that, there's, there's cutting T2, there's charge and drain, there's these different tools of salvage and, and uh, cutting tools. There's not really much we've seen from them. So I'm, I'm wondering what they're what what's going on with them like what they're working on maybe mostly stuff for squadron 42 but i would really like to see these more dedicated tools come into the game at the same time though if the profession's not there maybe it's not useful but i don't think you would need to have one of these if you're just an average citizen going about your day because right now the multi-tool can lift the once scu box right yeah so i would yeah. see this you know that handheld thing you know to me you know, without getting into the areas of other, like the tractor beams that are on ships like the Taurus or even stuff like the SRV, I would think maybe a, up to an 8 SCU for something that's rifle sized, you know, maybe, maybe 16, yeah. maybe 16. 
um because the, the multi-tool can carry a two scu box as well oh, okay so okay you've got yeah. you've got That's some right. flexibility with that yeah okay yeah yeah and you guys got any thoughts about these and you all you know i mean just uh, tomato makes an interesting point because even if you go back to the crytech days when you saw footage of them doing fps shooting you saw shields being placed on the ground yeah <clears throat> and um personal so that shield, yeah. that's a, a personal shield being put on the ground so that makes a very good point in terms of where they are with uh, with uh fps uh stuff um i mean i would carry it honestly because once again i am going to be running around either in an endeavor a brand new merchantman homage to um fast cart or or uh an endeavor can't wait for the black the, the dark horse of all ships so you're thinking so, these are going to be more for people who are doing stuff like exploration or yes. uh, uh industrial other folks may not necessarily need to have you know yeah i think they're a necessity to keep from coming back on the planet i think they're a necessity it's, it's almost mm -hmm. like you know my dad always told me son make sure when you grow up get yourself a toolbox <laughs> and, and 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 have yourself a set of tools so you won't have to need for anything you won't have to ask for people for stuff mm -hmm. these are one this reminds me of that get yourself a set of tools mm -hmm. that can go ahead and do a lot of things including one of these and you won't have to worry about stopping at space stations or stopping on planets to go ahead and restock and get that stuff. Mm. Okay. Yep. The cutter I'm interested in, um, in light of what we have been seeing happening with salvage, uh, whether this becomes the type of tool, not like what we see on the multi-tool, but something like this, when you want to start going out and like the person who's got the vulture, they've got one of these to start breaking down the frame of a ship, uh, or maybe even to cut out components, maybe. Um, large components, you know, something that's scaled a little bit bigger, um, that's beyond maybe what the multi-tool can do, but we'll see, you know, we'll see where they go with these. I, I would love to see more stuff like that come out though, to be honest with you. Would. Yeah. I mean, like right now, just cause things are the way they are, it's just so much more convenient to have a multi-tool and mm -hmm. then have all the different attachments with you so that you yeah. can have just one thing on your person and then you can just swap out the little attachments but i think in the future if you have an engineer the engineer having like they don't need to carry guns well maybe they need to carry guns maybe oh thank you so much citizen more um but maybe you know their weapons are in the weapons locker but their their uh, tractor beam or cutting tool is on their person or something like that um okay. if they need it more often so we'll see well no mab wants magic gauntlets your magic gauntlets, right? <laughs> well, you you talked about it. We've been talking about it. The multi-tool, the infamous multi-tool. The multi-tool has grown. It has a lot of stuff attached to it. Um, one of the things, though, that has not been impacting that yet, and even though we've seen it in our inventory, is the battery. Um, tomato, mm. I don't think folks have thought about You mentioned this earlier about backpacks and stuff. People haven't thought about the fact that a lot of stuff's going to be have to be powered right later on in yeah. the game it's not going to be this yeah. infinite <laughs> power source stuff yeah the uh the whole charge and drain thing is i think the multi-tool might be the first place that they're trying to do something with that but um yeah the multi-tool is awesome i mean this is something everybody should have like this is um the multi-tool has been part of both the most neglected features but also some of the best like the cutting aspect of the multi-tool mm -hmm. completely useless in the game right now mm -hmm. the tractor beam is like it looks good the in best machinima. feature release it looks good yeah, in it machinima does. it does that's true yeah and in in fake videos when you're trying to do uh engineering gameplay right but the the tractor beam has been like the best feature they've mm -hmm. ever added because like 
if you look at all the different features they put in, a lot of them either A, didn't feel good enough, or B, felt, um, rather, I guess, A, didn't feel polished enough, or B, felt like they just had too many glitches. But the tractor beam attachment came in, it had its uses, it wasn't super useful, but there was nothing particularly wrong with it. And everybody uses it for boxes and weapons and bodies and stuff, and we kind of, it's just part of the game without being a major pain point for anybody, so... I think the multi-tool is definitely one to carry with you. Uh, the only really super necessary attachment that it has right now, though, I think is the tractor beam. A question to you all, because we're talking about how we, what are those things that we're taking with us so that we know we have everything we need when we go out in the space? Is this going to be a standard thing that you have on your ship? Are you going to have these on there just, just automatically? So it's automatic purchase to have on there, like Colossal yep. was talking about the toolbox? Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. What about yes. what about the attachments? Let's assume that these attachments are working. Which ones interest you? All of them. <laughs> yeah, Meg, talk about uh, Meg. We were we were playing this weekend again, and, and uh, like we were talking about just things that we needed to find or or get. What was what was super helpful for us out there? Um, the SRT attachment, right? And then I don't know what the other thing is, but it's like what holds what you salvage. Yeah, the RMC container. Yeah. So those two things, those have been pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, and yeah, tractor beam. Some people didn't know about that SRT. They didn't know that they had to have that um, when they were doing salvage, which was, which was they just thought they'd just get my multi-tool and go. They didn't realize there was actually attachment that got created mm -hmm. for salvaging. Um, what about the lifeguard medical? Any of you guys ever monkey around with that? Or do you just automatically go to the medical device? Uh, Abdi, you say you do, huh? Yeah, I I've I've realized that just having all these like weapons on myself just feels so cumbersome mm -hmm. that I'm the type of person now where I'm I just want to have my multi-tool and just have the attachments in my backpack mm. or have the attachments on me. So if I need to swap between the SRT, if I need to swap between the tractor beam or swap between the medical, I I I honestly haven't done a ton of research into what all the different types of medical like injection stuff mm -hmm. like the syringes what all those do mm -hmm. so for me hemazole is pretty much all i need for my purposes mm -hmm. um so the fact that the multi-tool uh only really gives you hemazole works just fine for me yeah i think griff put put uh, the the list up uh, uh earlier in the show and it showed exactly what to do like i use a sterogen sterogen helps out with your respiration so when you're running around that's a good that's a good thing to go ahead and and, and keep that under control um, but I definitely use all of these. Uh, um, I mean, I, I feel naked if I go out into the verse without a multi-tool and without every last component that it has. Because but not the cutter, right? You don't, I mean, is the cutter, does the cutter do anything? I, I don't have the cutter. Um, I, that's probably one thing that I can, you know, not care anything about. Just like Space to Middle City, there's really no loot for gameplay on that one unless you would have done the original loot for that, which was out in Hurston when you had to go to that satellite that was busted mm -hmm. and cut the, the thing off, I believe, that was used for that. Yeah. I think that was the only time that was in gameplay. Yeah. But other than that, um, I mean, buy yourself one of everything here if you're not going to be a medical expert. Uh, you don't want to have a, 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 a gun, a medical gun. This right here, get yourself one of that, that green tank. I can't remember what it is. Get that. Get yourself a medical um, a piece with that, uh, with the lifeguard. And you can just go ahead and press and hold the F key and, and customize it right on spot and just start taking and putting in stuff really quickly. And I did that last night with a couple of testes because I was, you know, moving from tractoring to healing some people with just this gun. So mm -hmm. great tool yeah. to have. 
Yeah, I will say also it's one thing to consider how you're equipping your body because I'm pretty sure you can only have it might be that you can carry more on heavy armor, but you you only have two spots. Mm -hmm. So like if you want to carry a pistol, a multi-tool, and a med gun, you can't. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I didn't know that you could use the lifeguard medical attachment. I know dumb. It's right there in the title, but you could use that to heal yourself. So I might start using that more often because I do carry a multi-tool, and if that means I can drop a med gun and because I'm I'm not a, normally a medic, but if I can drop the med gun and carry a pistol, um, yeah, that's something to consider. For sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, his divine shadow said the cutter can be used can be uh, can open locked doors. And anybody experienced that? He said it's not efficient. That's what I was wondering because I've seen people shoot doors. I was watching like Verity wow. the other day, and yeah, like, people they had been a bunch shooting, of people them. shooting. Yeah, doors. they've been shooting doors, but on the cutter on the doors, let's give that a try. Yeah. They should make it so that you have to, because then I think more people would have it on them oh, so that absolutely. they could bust into a bust into a hammerhead or an Idris or something Jay, weird. Jay like says it. yes, it could cut. It could. It will unlock doors. Wow! They should make it so it could do it faster or something wow. better. I don't know. Yeah, we need to have the proper material applied to things in the game mm-hmm. so that because it it's it's one thing to tell players that they can break into ships using it, but to actually try and inform players yeah just look for this on the ship and cut through it they they don't you know they just float up to the door and start shooting in the middle of it with a laser <laughs> there needs to be something that like helps the player understand how that works mm-hmm. yeah and then jade said that she loves you, you can craft all these things on the vulture and reclaimer yeah right yeah you know that yep yeah yep. it's a new feature yep all right last but not least this is going to be a different way of looking at it because we've been talking about items now we're talking about people um who do you want on your ship who needs to be on your ship and obviously these can be this is going to be scaled but i've i've heard people go out and say oh when i go out my ship i'm going to go out and two or three of my buddies and i'm going to do blah 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 um i know people sometimes look at what the um ship matrix says it may say that uh, for example i was looking at the idris today and it said that the idris minimum crew was eight people but uh, maximum complement is 28. What's the reality for you guys when it comes to crewing your ships? Are you, do you feel that you'll operate with minimums? Do you feel like you'll operate with uh, maximums? Um, there are a lot of things to think about. CIG has told us, and Colossal was talking about this just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, CIG has told us that even ships will be impacted um, with oxygen. How many people you have on your ship? If you have too many people on your ship, uh, you'll strain the um, the um, life support system on a ship. Uh, people may start passing out from carbon um, monoxide or dioxide, whatever it is. Uh, dioxide. That'd be funny. Uh, yeah, it would be funny. Uh, um, so you guys give me some thoughts about what you think about as far as crewing goes. Do you think people have the right numbers in their head? It, you know, what do you, what do you well, think about it? I know who I don't need on my ship are people <laughs> who are asking me how to turn on the ship. And things like that. The people that hit the power switch on you from some other station and make you crash. You know, those are the people I don't got time for. If you don't know what a power on button is, if you ask me for where this is, where's that button, you need to get off the seat. You need to get out of the seat and just sit down because I don't need you in there at all. These are specialized positions. You're going to need people who really love. There are people who love to pilot. There are people who love to navigate. There are people mm-hmm. who love to scan. So those people should be the ones that you, you definitely are, are showing an interest for. But don't get on Colossal ship <laughs> and talk about, okay, what? Okay, you want me to sit here? All right, where's the scanner button? Where's this? I'm going to say, get out. 
<laughs> Just that simple. Get out. All right. Anybody else got some ideas about these positions? How you're going to man your ships? So, part of the you're expression. Personally, I, if you're talking about personally, I want to be a pilot slash engineer. I feel like that would be super fun to kind of have both of those things. Because I feel like, number one, it helps you when you're doing stuff solo. Um, but number two, I don't know. I feel like engineering gameplay could be could get tedious. And I've got like a weird brain that's all for that. Um, like I, I'm, I'm totally cool with just being the person that's like making sure all the stuff is connected, making sure that you have everything that you need on there. And I want to get good at like just fixing a ship up if needed. We, we've talked about a game that a lot of us are familiar with in the past, Star Wars Galaxies. And we talked about that there were people who were more than happy to take on non-conventional positions. And some of this stuff that's here in some ways is, is not necessarily the typical, typical stuff that's in a space game. You know, we're, so far we've been used to people who are piloting, uh, people who are in a turret, you know, in some cases people who may be handling missile launches. But, you know, are any of you guys already implementing things like security? Do you have people who actually say, hey, I'll cover, I'll watch the ship while you guys are gone? Um, do you have anybody who does say, I'm, I'll be your medic when we go down in this bunker? Are those things that you guys are doing already or are you waiting for that to develop a little bit more? That's something Still that- Still waiting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, space that's tomato. That I did. Kind of. You, you're, you're, you have a whole org that's doing it. I mean, yeah, no. I've done. Like, I, I was, uh, I was in a mining event, like maybe back in 2021 or something like that, or 2022, where we had, uh, we had people who were mining. I was, I was one of the the people in a mole, and like literally, they just hired out people from the security wing to just do run security. And I think that's, I, that's super cool that that uh, that you have that set up. Yeah, on the org on the org side of things, it's definitely more doable. As personally, though, just running, like just playing the game, I rarely pay attention to it. I do think it's going to be really important, though, and I um, think it'll be more interesting when we can assign roles, like mm -hmm. they've been talking about. Okay, Meg, what were you going to say? Um, yeah, I was just going to say it's something that um, I've dabbled in. Uh, when we have like more people, uh, like that's when the roles are kind of like figured out um i know whenever my fiance plays she's usually the medic so she's doubled up on med guns mm -hmm. <laughs> on her hip mm -hmm. um and she carries all of that gear so we don't do anything more than that except for like obviously if somebody's piloting they're piloting and then we usually just like whatever needs whatever role needs to be filled like turrets and stuff like that but when it comes down to like engineer security um we usually like the only security we really do is making sure we close the doors to our ship. Um, but I mean, even now, like the the vultures going around, probably need to be more careful because <laughs> there's like more you need to worry about. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like especially security. Like maybe you shouldn't just leave your ship outside because someone might target it for some quick salvage. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. just because they want to test things out. Um, One of the things. Or if that's their, their game loop. One of the things I was going to say, Meg, for those of us who've played Elite Dangerous, there's an actual very cool feature in Elite Dangerous. When you land your ship and you get out, you can actually hit a button that makes your ship take off and go into orbit while you're down on the planet. Ooh. Wow. And then okay. when you want it, you can recall it, and it will fly back down to where you are, and you can get on it. Now, we don't have that feature. I'm not suggesting that feature. What I am suggesting, though, is that why not, when you have a big party, have somebody who drops you guys down, and yeah. takes off with the ship. The va the risk of losing that ship with items on it, stuff you've been collecting is so much greater 
sitting on the ground and giving away to people that you're down there, then yeah. and you could always leave somebody else who's standing at the top of the elevator instead of somebody else is flying in. They can warn the people downstairs. We got inbound. I mean, there are all types of things that we can do now, even though certain mechanics may not be built in to give other players something to do in the game. Because Colossal was saying this earlier, I'm not trying to be funny either. If you ever chat inside an A2 or a C2 and you go to the ordnance panel or the bombing, the buttons are in different places on every ship. And what, yeah. how do you set the proficiency for people who can act and, and being fair to them too, because they've got to learn, don't get me wrong. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you do want your people to kind of know you know, how do I turn the turret off, you know, for or slow it down or the sensitivities. A lot of folks, they just get in and just go for it, which is okay too, I guess. But, yeah. you know, it's something to think about. I, yeah. I, there are, um, I mean, these are all great points. There are people, there are groups. I've been in, you know, I'm currently with Test and fantastic group, but there are other orcs that I've also been in too, where they go ahead and they've literally set up a spreadsheet, almost like a Google Doc. And they will have their own specific uh, specialties, and they will tell people choose two, and which ones you know do you uh, see yourself in. So that way, when they start getting their groups together, they know who to go ahead and and and, and specialize with certain areas and certain teams because you've chosen to be a co-pilot and a navigator, or a scanner and a and a bombardier or things like that. So they already know right off the bat. Who, who's going to be where and who's going to be what. And those people are going to be committed to that. So you're usually going to have those people, you know, train or 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 learn uh, learn those crafts and you won't have to worry about that. So that's just one mm -hmm. advice to orcs, including orcs like test, is to come up with a list and then when CIG brings out their official list, then you can tweak it. But come up with some type of things. You can do that right now if you're going to be doing groups mm -hmm. uh, to come up with a list of things and then start, you know, working on those things with ops or some type of missions. As far as individually, um, I mean, I would love for that feature grip that Elite Dangerous has mm -hmm. um, for us to have if you're flying ships like a Gladius mm -hmm. or like a Hornet mm -hmm. or things like that. Those one person pilot ship, you know, ships where you don't want to leave your ship out. I do have a Carrick and I, I try to play that role with the Carrick all the time. I try to have at least a Pisces in the back mm -hmm. and I'd rather keep the Carrick in orbit and have everybody jump into Pisces mm -hmm. and go while there's certain people on the ship, including me, I'm on the bridge pretty mm -hmm. much most of the time and then have people come back. I mean, that's the role play. I don't like to just land the Carrick. Why am I doing that? We can put a Pisces back there, put a special ops teams on it, leave the Carrick in or orbit and have a special ops teams up in that Pisces and come back. Yeah. That's, that's the what only, really, the only issue with that is the gameplay isn't super uh, supported at the moment. Just because if you sometimes if you go too far away from your from your carrier ship, that thing is just gone. If you're if you're playing Not, by yourself, if you're playing by yourself, right? You can It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to do that. But if, I'm just yeah. saying when he has people with him, he said when he has people with him, he'll do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you get a box from a box mission, and that's your fake person if you're playing by yourself. <laughs> it'll, yeah. Then it'll stay there. I have a couple dead bodies you can borrow. <laughs> You're gonna make me borrow my own dead borrow, body. Yes. <laughs> borrow my dead body. I have yeah. to give that dead myself back to you. All right. Gonna help you create it too. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. One, on? one last thing. I'm gonna use the ship since Colossal keeps bringing up the Carrick. Uh, I'm Love gonna it. talk about the Carrick. Um, here one bit. Yeah. We we've got the um, we've got the captain's chair. We've got a a a, a chair and there's three chairs right there. There's a possible chair for a co-pilot. Or, or a navigator or somebody who handles ordnance, something like that. Um, who's that? Citizen shenanigans. Citizen shenanigans. Thank you for the prime. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, 
But then we've got the two stations behind them. One of them on the right is a turret operator, but on the left, on, on Thursday, they showed us that maybe it was an engineering station. Now, CIG has told us that they're going to make stations, um, what's the word, uh, the MFDs, assignable. So it doesn't mean that necessarily is dedicated to that, but maybe it will be. We don't know. Um, but there's a station there. Um, there's in engineering. There's an engineering station on the second level down in engineering uh, where things would be handled from there. Um, there are panels at the um, storage bin areas in there. I mean, this, don't get me wrong, it's not yet to have someone dedicated to each of these positions. But CIG did give us some hints, particularly with this thing of engineering, where they talked about here are three ways you could look at engineering. You've got the master person, the person who's in charge, you've got the tuner, and you've got the mechanic. Um, obviously, that's scaled, right? When you get to bigger ships, you, you may need three people. Uh, on a smaller ship, you just may need one. Um, do you think when you do this for you, when you go out, I'm going to assume that you're the captain. Let me make that, make that assumption. If you are the captain, will you feel like you need to fill every position or do you feel like you'll be the type of person that says, if I don't have everybody, I'm willing to risk it? How do you, how do you feel? Cause some people will have a hard thing of saying, if I don't have at least five people, I'm not taking this ship out. Like I've heard people say, Oh, I'm going to take a reclaimer out with three people. I'm like, yeah, okay, feel, feel free, you know, have at it. You know, you're going to be out there all day trying to salvage, right? To me, you need a minimum of five people on, on it, the way it is right now. So how do you guys feel about that as being the, the captain on your ship? Are you going to try to crew at a certain level, or do you, or is this going to be a matter of, let's just go out and see what happens, if, even if we got three people on the ship? I can really uh, just step on the side. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, you go ahead. No, yeah, that's, that's all I was going to say, really. I just think it depends on the size, because... I mean, there's plenty of ships you can run solo that would be better with two or more people. I mean, mm -hmm. the quickest one I can think of, like, right now, because I've been using it, is the Vulture. Like, you can mm -hmm. definitely use it alone, but it would be way more efficient with two people. Mm -hmm. um, the MSR, you can probably get away with just two. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, that is kind of risk in it. It's not really meant to be, like, a fighter. And mm -hmm. these are, I'm just naming the ships right. that I use. Right, right. Um, I usually, I'm, I'm down to use it solo because, again, like, I'm not trying to really fight. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really just trying to use it as, like, a bigger ship to hold things. But in the future, I would love to be able to, like, maximize how many, like, all the roles on my ship. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I'm definitely uh, one to risk things. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to go out in a Carrick alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I yeah. think. Tomato. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I, I, what I hope it's is the case is like right now we just are so flippant with our ships. We're constantly claiming them, blowing them up, leaving them wherever we want. Like I would literally take a brand new ship, fly it out into the orbit of a moon, and then ditch it to go with my friend's ship. Like I want to, I want to care about ships. You know, I, I want our ships to feel so unique so tuned and customized and used with wear and tear and all of that in a way that like my ship has been around for three weeks and i haven't done anything to damage it like i'm keeping it up and running you know i want to get to the point where you know your ship you know how it runs you know what your capabilities are and you know exactly how many people you need to be able to get the most out of your ship because you can pick up the rest of it so i don't know what my thing is going to be when mm -hmm. it comes to that when it comes to crew but i really do hope that it's at a point where i'm like okay i need at least three people to run this ship 
if I have two, I can do this for a couple hours, but I really should probably find somebody else to hire for that. Like I, I want it to be a process of figuring out how to run my ship for that day. If mm -hmm. I'm doing something, you know, special or serious. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, absolutely agree with with Tomato. I feel like it's it it will be kind of a m maybe even a mission based thing. So I mean, again, going back to the logistics officer or quartermaster or whatever, um, just or even just you being the captain, knowing what you're going to be doing. If it's just like, oh, I'm we're going on a in system run to move a couple boxes me and someone else is enough to do this or even me by myself is enough to do this but if it's like we're going to pyro we're going to look for this salvage that we heard that there's like a deposit of ore that no one actually picked up and it's going to be valuable but there's also a lot of heat out there for it so um then you bring the crew uh yeah i think that it mission-based uh logistics makes a lot of sense to me okay okay all right well we have some questions. In fact, we have quite a few questions from folks. So we're going to try to tackle a couple of these for you guys. Uh, let's see what we got here first. Um, uh oh, did we freeze? Hello? I thought we froze for a minute. We did freeze for a second there. Okay, there we go. Uh -oh. All right. Um, one of the questions we have here is from Shimpasta. Uh, how will preparation change once planets rotate around the, he says the sun, but I guess the star, how will your preparation change? Do you think preparing things will become different if orbital rotations and things come in? I guess that's what he's asking or what they're asking. Yeah, I mean, with orbits, everything would change. Because, like, you wouldn't even have stable expectations for trade routes. Yeah. I mean, it'd be insane. You would... <laughs> You'd have like moments when certain planets are closer to jump points, vastly changing the way that you have to travel. Imagine the, the trip in Pyro. So I think you have to go through Pyro to get to, is it Odin or Nyx? Yeah. You have to go through Pyro to get to Nyx. So like imagine if you needed to do a jump from uh, a planet in Pyro to, to, or like from Nyx to a planet to Pyro to a, a jump point out to Stanton. And like the planet got into a point where it was like the perfect waypoint way. between those two jumps mm -hmm. that completely changes if you want to do that or not. Mm -hmm. Same goes for things like, um, uh, I mean, quantum traveling would be different and yeah, orbits would, would change everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another factor yeah. too, when we talked about crew, you know, being able to find pilots who are capable, you know, a lot of times we, we haven't even gotten to this aspect of how do we navigate a, a wormhole? Right. We, we haven't mm. even gotten into that yet. So it may be great to sound like you want to be a pilot. Um, I know for me, uh, it, it, I, you know, when I fly my, my bigger ships, there's certain techniques I do when I fly a big ship. As soon as I come out of quantum, I lock on to some other location somewhere right away, just immediately. Because one, I don't want to deal with spooling times. And secondly, if mm -hmm. I get attacked, I'm not going to try and fight in this big whatever I'm in. I'm trying to get away. Um, but if you've got somebody who's got a big ego who says, yeah, I'm in an 890, but we're going to have this gun, this battle right here. And I, you know, I don't, that's not going to do that. You know, what are you going to say, Abdi? Well, I was just saying question? with the, with the orbits, kind of like what, uh, not kind of what exactly citizen shenanigans is saying is that orbital mechanics might, you know, either save you, um, or more angry. <laughs> if you do it right, you could save, you could save fuel. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you have to consider all sorts of different things, but yeah, I'm yep. sorry. I did. It, yeah. Yep. That's a good point. One, 
Yeah, one little one little bit of help on that. Jump on Kerbal, folks. It'll help you out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. All right. Pops in Space asks, we have a fuel delivery system in game with the Starfare. Should we have a convenience store or vehicle uh, or a module to set up on the Endeavor uh, as like a fast food drive through a restaurant to help with personal inventory? Would this add to gameplay or break it? It add to where no bust is going to do it. Yeah, they've been trying to I get mean, yeah, that. Uh, asked, yeah. What's the newest Paul thing? Wants to do that. Yeah, they've been talking about the, they were the big bunny, big Benny's delivery vehicle big for the Benny's, longest time, right? Yeah. And the bus, the bus has been on top of that left, right, and sideways. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. Yeah. Paul Shelley's been on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah pops. Definitely I don't think it will. I think there will be people who will be innovative. Uh, I remember when I was watching Verity's. It was her first uh, eight ninety jump party that she had, and Segalian came on the ship. And he literally brought a one SCU box full of nothing but food. And he walked yeah, around and fed everybody on the ship, right? <laughs> I mean, he just did yeah, something that like simple. Yeah, it was. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, there will be people who will, they'll make their freaking freelancer their, you know, their food truck. And they may go out there and fly around and sell stuff to people. I don't know. Trade is, can be done in a million different ways. And I don't think it's game-breaking. I think it'll be just what innovations game players come up with in relation to something like that. Uh, next question. What are What is everyone's thoughts about the incoming incendiary ammo? I have not heard enough about it. Yeah, I feel like we've mostly seen the Volt stuff. Like, so that's like the... I don't I don't know like if it's like light like electricity. Yeah, that's electricity. Uh, or yeah, the stun. stuff. Yeah, that's so stun. we've seen a lot about that, but we haven't seen a lot about any of the other types. Have you guys seen anything? Um, Tomato, you seen anything on the incendiary armor recently? I know they talked about it, but I don't remember. Armor or ammo? Ammo, rather. Ammo. ammo. I'm sorry. Ammo. I've only heard about it in the context of armor, so I don't think we're probably we're gonna see it until they start talking more about armor and how that might react. But maybe maybe incendiary ammo will come up. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen anything on it though. No. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about multiple types of armor since back when the taunt came out. That was when I really heard them listing all these oh. different types of ammo that could be used. But I haven't heard anything recently. I'm sorry, uh, Brettley, uh, couldn't give you more on that one. Chooch asks: Components will eventually come to the RSI store, or I'm, I guess he's asking a question. Oh. What he says is components will eventually come to the RSI store or microtransactions. Components are drop-down in-item hanger in the RSI accounts on the website. The Havoc mm. Scattergun comes with the FHC Lightning. Huh. Will you be able to buy these things? Oh, maybe that's like, what I'm saying. Like, there's referral burn bonus things like weapons and stuff that you can get as components. Yeah. I'm not sure if they'll ever sell it, though. So they did at one point. I mean, I don't know about components. They did weapons. Because uh, I know I bought mm -hmm. Rattlers, and then they went ahead and took it back. <laughs> yeah, some so, stuff you get from referrals, you, right? Right. And, this, and some stuff you can, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. But I was say, wasn't some stuff colossal back in the day when Rec was around? You used to be able to rent stuff back then, right? You, yeah, you can rent, you, you still can do that now. But that's only in Arena Commander, Commander right? Like but that. that's only in Arena Commander, but before you could take yeah. it out, yeah. But there, there was at one point, there was at one point where you could actually pay right. using microtransactions, pay for uh, uh, missiles. 
Right. I don't. And, and, and then they, and when they revamped the whole entire website, they took all that away. Right. Um, and, and gave you your, gave you like a refund for it in, in, in either Rex or something like that. So I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think that's their intent to go ahead and do that with components. I wouldn't, I, I definitely wouldn't do that with components. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's cheating. That's cheating, cheating, that's cheating. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I mean, earn it in game. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that's just city way back, back, way back in the day, it was UEC where you could buy mm -hmm. the stuff and permanently buy it for you. Okay. Yep. All right. And last but not least, fast cart. <laughs> did everyone get enough sleep last night with daylight savings time? Tomato, did you get hit with that over there or no? No, we no, don't. No, you don't get don't hit with that, that, right? Oh, God, you're lucky. Account. Yeah. All right, he's just up at the crack of dawn. What time is it there right now, uh, Tomato? Uh, 5.15. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, yeah. We're that's, that's, that's what time I usually get up. I mean, I'm teaching. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, well, he's, he's <laughs> yeah, the time difference yeah. is, is rough. Yeah, he's, so I have, a, I have a 18 month old. She doesn't know what daylight savings is. So yeah, of course not, right? That doesn't that doesn't really affect anything. She just goes Teacher. to bed later now, and we have yeah. less time to stay up. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's Golden it. <laughs> Love it. Well, we have hit the end uh, of everything here. Um, let's see. I'm looking at what fast cards giving me here. Okay, yeah, we've hit everything tonight. We've covered a lot of ground, and hopefully, you guys. Uh, enjoyed what you saw what you heard we actually have been watching chat you guys have had so much great dialogue going on in chat tonight yeah. uh, but uh thank you guys for all the comments and stuff and the follows and likes and all the other good stuff um we want to remind you that we do have uh soul citizens merchandise from time to time if you guys are interested uh we have a, a wide variety of items out there from keychains to water bottles to shot glasses to hats shirts all that good stuff so we appreciate you guys who have supported us uh, with all the merch that we do. Um, let's jump into what we got coming up. Uh, we have on next week, uh, Abdi, could you talk about Thursday for me? Klaus will talk about voices and I'll talk about next week's show. Yeah, so Thursday is uh, the official Fast Cart stand-up uh, night at uh, for <laughs> we got a subscription or something at that time. Yes, right that. at that time. Yeah. <laughs> right at that time. No, so uh, Thursday is our Soul Talk episode. It's where the community gets a voice. So uh, all of you look for the Discord link. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, Lutine. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that show is a community show. Uh, we talk about the news of the week from Star Citizen, everything from monthly reports to ISCs, uh, you know, things that have come out throughout the week. Um, join our Discord, and you can actually be on the show. Everyone everyone who joins the Discord who hops into voice chat, um, basically FastCart uh, MCs that one, and uh, we go through it, we talk about it, everyone gets a voice, and it's a good time. So uh, join us for that at 9 p.m. ET. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, we have what we call Soul Voices. We usually bring things in. The community also comes in and can chat with us. Uh, we do also uh, take out things uh, possibly from Reddit, depending on how salty it is or how much of a good conversation they may bring up uh, that we bring in from Reddit as, as well. Uh, there are certain some type of variety sometimes that we bring in dealing with the player haters and the players, uh, the player haters clubs and things like that. So uh, it's, a, it's a good time to have that conversation. That's 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 2 o'clock p.m. Central. So come on board. Uh, it's, it's usually a tribe uh, podcast with that. So Citizen starts it off and then it goes to Paul Shelley and then it goes to Relay. So, um, you know, come in and join us on Saturdays at 3 o'clock Eastern, uh, 2 o'clock Central. Mm -hmm, thank you. And next Sunday, um, we're going to be 
uh, on a show called Let's Get Cracking. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Kraken and the Privateer, and our special guest next week is going to be um, Star Jump Grimm. Many of you guys know the Kraken is his ideal ship, and he's going to be here sharing some great information about the Kraken and Privateer. Those of you guys who uh, own those, we'd love to have you tune in on it. And if you're interested in the Kraken um, or the Privateer, uh, we are going to be going deep, deep uh, into a very large ship <laughs> next Sunday. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you guys can tune in for us next week at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, special mm -hmm. shout outs to Space Tomato, who's here tonight. Space Tomato, thank you again for enduring the late hours to hang out with us. We're always happy to have you. Tell some folks happy where they here. can find you, what they, where they can look for you, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. It's always a good time to come through here. And I wanted to make sure to get at least one show in the in the first quarter. It's it's a bummer that like the time difference when I'm in Turkey doesn't match up very well. But we'll be spending more time in the U.S. in the next few years, so cool. that should clear up. But uh, if you want to find my stuff, I do Star Citizen content, videos upon videos with streams, podcasts. Um, we got an org, a community, as Abde mentioned. We we do weekly stuff so any of that stuff if you want to join us or ever get a chance to just come and talk uh space tomato gaming.com is my website but you could just search space tomato on youtube that'll that'll bring me up and on twitch awesome and he has so many great shows guys by the way i haven't told you this i am so glad i don't know what you did and you and the wife did but you turned it up i remember a year ago a little over a year ago you were deliberating about what direction to go and you turned it up and it seems like it was the best decision in the world so many yeah. people are tuning in into your content and enjoying your content. So going we definitely well, keep you. up with it, man. So congratulations on that. Yeah. We're glad you didn't go the other direction. Glad you glad you're, you're still sticking around with us. Um, it's been a great show. Yeah, great, great show. Great show. Mm, um, by the way, you. before I give everybody else to get their plugs in, I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention this last week during our anniversary show. Um, if you are interested in getting into Star Citizen, <clears throat> you'll see our referral codes. We have the referral codes for all of our hosts down below. This, you can pick somebody randomly or pick somebody who looks cute like Abdi. Um, if you know, if whoever you want to pick um, for, to use the referral code, if you decide to sign up for Star Citizen, check it out. Uh, I'm two away from please. a PTV. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Seamington, thank you so much for that follow. Thank you. Um, I saw your joke, Yo Yo Meg. Meg said, When will Fast Card stop making bad jokes? Well, that's a never ending thing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> check out those referral codes when you guys get time. Um, Meg, why don't you tell people where people can follow you or find you? Uh, yes. It's called Never in the Story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me uh, on Twitch at Yo-Yo Meg. Um, otherwise, I am Yo-Yo Meg on anything else. But yeah, I mostly stream on Twitch, and that's where you can find me. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mostly stream on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you stream? Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, do you tell folks where they can find you? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitch as well. Uh, Abdi Johan. I'm Abdi Johan everywhere, so you can find me uh, there on Twitter as well. And uh, I think I'm, I'll probably be streaming later tonight. I think I'm going to be doing some illustration work just because Star Citizen is a little um, buggy at the moment. So I need to work on some. Uh, some, so I'm an illustrator, so you'll see me do illustration content from time to time, but it's illustration or Star Citizen or both sometimes, so at the same time. Awesome. Yeah. And Colossal, where can people find you? Well, first and foremost, I mean, I want to thank Space Tomatoes. Good to see you, brother. Definitely good to see you. Good to uh, see you, man. Uh, 
Guys, go ahead and jump on Yo-Yo Mate's content. Phenomenal. Love watching her. Uh, Abdi, Johan, definitely go watch them, guys. We got some good streamers here, and it's so blessed to be with Soul Citizens because these people are fantastic. So please go ahead and support their content. Me, KB support me. I'm a teacher. I got to support kids. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty much what I am. I'm just on vacation right now. So, we need a colossal I, like uh, like PayPal link or something, man. Yeah, I'm thinking about support it. Those think teachers. About it. Support those teachers. Support the teachers. Right. Yeah, support seriously. Teachers. Thank you for what you do. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, whenever there's a time that I can go ahead and get on break and, you know, not only dealing with teacher, but I'm also involved with the community. So I'm very, very busy. But whenever I have time, I always hit Griff up and say, hey, Griff, put me on. I, I can go ahead and go. So it's always a privilege and I appreciate you guys. But you'll find me here with Soul Citizens. If not, you'll find me in the verse with Test Squadron. So just hit me up. I'm there. Awesome. If you find if you buy one mug from the Soul Citizens website, buy Colossals, fly into, fly into Drake, die to Drake. Bye to Drake, die to Drake. Look forward to that conversation next week. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much once again for being here with us. We are going to set up a raid to visit, raid an old friend who we normally don't see on, on Sunday night, but because 318 is out, I'm sure that's why they're there. DJ Knight. We're going to send you guys over there with DJ. So when you get to DJ Knight, Make sure you give him a shout. Let him know that you came from the Soul Citizens. If you like what you see, of course, follow him. But in the meantime, hopefully we'll see you guys this week on our Thursday show and definitely next Sunday, 8 p.m. for a Let's Get Cracking. So until then, stay safe, take care of yourselves, and as always, peace, love, and soul. See you guys soon. Take care. Toodles.